in episode 21 of the Inside Bite. I'm your host, Tim Schaefer. I'm here with my co-host, Rudy. How's it going? Hey, Tim. I'm good. I'm a little sad that I missed the last episode. First time ever in 20 episodes, your boy missed an episode. So I was talking about it all weekend. People are like, listen, we don't care about your podcast. We just want to have fun this weekend. I'm like, all right, I'm just saying. I'm a little upset. Tim did an episode without me. I was really tempting to just gush on Elden Ring for an hour straight, <laughs> but I was like, let me let me save that for another, like almost like a spoiler cast for it. And so I barely went on it, but man, I wish you could have gotten on it. I, I know. It was so awesome. I know. I, I listened for a while and I was like, this is good. Like Tim's doing a good job by himself. I'm like, maybe he could throw my name in here. Rudy this, Rudy that. I'm waiting for my name to come up, but you know, it's all right. Tim did his thing, so... <laughs> So I was happy with that. But. <laughs> anyway, obviously we got a guest here today, Mario. How's it going? Ah, oh, doing okay. I Welcome, mean, it's man. great to be here. I'm, I'm I'm glad to join you guys after you know just uh, interacting so much in the, <laughs> on, on the Facebook page and like never you know we never had a chance to you know to talk to each other. Like, sure. Yeah. 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 Welcome, man. Thanks for coming. Awesome to be able to finally talk to you in person. Kind of in person, you know, on camera. Yeah, yeah. This is as close as we can get for now. <laughs> right, right. Close enough. So you study black holes quite extensively and that you do that as a career. And so we're going to dive into that, but we're not going to go into it just yet. Mm-hmm. Way to tease him. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's on the show here. And I'm incredibly interested yeah, on same. what he has to say here. I'm dying to know all of this. I, I don't even know where to begin with it all but of course you know you'll, you'll take it away when we get hey, it. i yeah. don't even know and, I, and i'm the one very interesting topic it sounds insane which well it is insane so it is yeah i'm losing my hair just little by little you'll be like me soon <laughs> enough man don't worry oh man i'm almost there trust me i'll be there in no time <laughs> any new guests that we have i like to ask some sort of like gamer questions about your history mm-hmm. uh right off the bat here if you were to just pick your favorite console just all time what what is Whoa. it favorite uh, console? <laughs> that doesn't count right okay i have to if i have to pick one i'm gonna go with the ps2 i oh, think okay, good, good okay. it just it has such an amazing library I mean, it really does just, it's not the one that i grew up with i mean I, i'm an old school gamer right? right i've been gaming since the atari days so how how old are you? Uh, oh man, that's not a that's not a question I was prepared for. <laughs> I think we had to talk about black holes. Oh, we're, 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 me and Rudy <laughs> are in our thirties, so yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm almost yeah. in the thirties. Yeah. Let's just yeah. leave it at that. Nah, let's just leave it at that. I, I don't mind. I'm thirty four. <laughs> oh, you're just okay. just the hair old. I'm thirty three. I'm older. an eighty seven kid. Okay, yeah. I'm eighty eight. Eighty nine. Mm-hmm. There we go. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So 87, 88. <laughs> we're all pretty close age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You had an Atari first when you were a kid, because my first console was an NES. I didn't have an Atari. Yeah, I had an Atari just because I, I, I got it from a friend. I, I was born and raised in Cuba. So like in Cuba, it's okay. just like whatever you got your hands on, right. you know, that's you have to be happy with that. Uh, we <laughs> yeah, didn't yeah, have yeah. a lot of options. It's not like I could go to a store and buy whatever console I fancied. It's just like whatever I could get my hands on. And the first thing I got was an Atari and then an NES and and then from there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I always go between PS1 and PS2 on which one I would pick. So PS2 is an awesome pick. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can't go wrong with either. Yeah. 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 I, I would go way different than both of you guys. I would go to uh, oh, wow. Super NES. That's my like go-to. Oh, man. I just, Actually. I love that. I mean, that's really so good. Much, that's really good. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Actually, PS2. That would be either my second or 
tied with the for number one with the PS. Yeah. So I love the the SNES man. Dude, there's so, so many. I still have a Super games. Nintendo. Do you guys have a Super Nintendo? I, I got no, one. no. I don't collect. Them <laughs> yeah. I don't collect them anymore. But I, I think I have one somewhere, and it's yellow. It's like yellow, like Mario's chair, yeah. because of all Mine the years of it fading. Yeah. And <laughs> is, is it cyberpunk yellow? Yeah, it's not cyberpunk <laughs> yellow. It's not there yet. <laughs> but yes, I think SNES is man some some bangers on, on that system. That was my jam. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Well, one more question here. Uh, just off the top of your head, if you were to just list your top five games, like it could be a series, it could just be the game itself, but it just like, what's your top five games? Now, which obviously I understand how hard these questions are. You're not going to actually be able <laughs> oh, to give a top five. Not hard at all. Like, but I, just okay. go off the top of your head here. Top five. Right. So for number one, and this is a tie, that just don't make me choose because I cannot possibly okay, choose. Okay, okay, okay. But number one is Metal Gear, the, the knew, whole series. I knew it. I was yes. going to guess. I was going to guess. I love yeah. you. <laughs> and Mass Effect. Yeah, Metal Gear and Mass Effect. Those are my favorite series. Nice, nice. Then Good after that, um, after Metal Gear and Mass Effect, well, that, so then Metal Gear is in mine too, by the way. Just, I'm yeah, a huge oh, Metal man, Gear guy. I, I just yeah, love yeah. that series so much. Um, after that, I mean, it gets tough because I mean, there's the the Soul series, but it's yep. not really a series because you have like Dark Souls. But you are you are picking it. That's why I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Zelda and Metroid. Yes, nice. Metroid nice. even above Zelda. Actually, Metroid is my oh, favorite wow. love me some Nintendo Metroid. franchise. Yeah, I love. So you Metroid. play Dread, right? Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's that's a question that um, I, I started <laughs> it. I'm, I'm actually okay. playing it on PC with an emulator. Yeah. And it's fun. It's amazing. That's how I played it too. By it's the way. amazing. I, I uh, played it thing, in 4K 60. You know, it was yeah, great. yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm playing it also at very high <laughs> settings, and it's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. The only thing is, I, I I stopped playing it because Metroid is one of those games where if you stop playing it for a while, like if you take a break, when you go back to it, oh, you're gonna man. be so lost. You're gonna yeah. be like, oh, what, where was I? You know. And right now, I'm in the middle of you know doing a lot of stuff at the university. I'm like, I barely have any time for. I gaming. got you. So the games that are playing now are games that are more linear or mm. maybe something open like Far Cry 6, for example, because, right. you know, it's like, yeah, it's open, easier to jump in and jump it's out. It's very easy to jump yeah. back yeah. in because, you, I mean, you don't really care about, you know, where right. it doesn't matter. Before. Yeah. But with Metro, you're going to be so lost. You're going to be like, you're going to have to revisit the old, the, every single room <laughs> to see where you have to go next. Yep. Yep. So that's yep. why I stopped. I, 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 I'm at the very beginning. And from what I play, I love the game. It's amazing. Yeah, um, it's, it's, really it's like yeah, but yeah, just have to come back to it when I yeah, we're we're big, have, we're big fans of that one, man. I I I think what you're saying makes perfect sense, though. I I'd say put that aside for a while when you get some time where you really. I mean, I remember when my kid was younger, that was like my go-to. I'd play like you know the Metroidvanias all the time when he's like sleeping mm-hmm. and stuff. I'm like, oh, let me get let me jump yeah. in for an hour or two, <laughs> pick it back up when you get some time because man, it's so but Metroid yeah. Dread is really intense too. Not even it just is. trying to figure out where you are. It's it's hard to just pick up because it's actually challenging. On it top is. of that, yeah. that, that too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had that problem recently with uh, what was it, uh, Returnal? Like I oh, love yeah. the game, me too. but then I took a break because something else came out and and I got distracted, and then I went back to play like a, after a month or so. 
and I was getting my <laughs> ASS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so terrible now. I can't even get back into the rhythm I had before. So yeah. I think that game even more than Metroid will kick your butt if you yeah, yeah, stay away yeah. too it's, long. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. I was in a zone. Like yeah. I was <laughs> I was just slicing and dicing all those uh the freaking aliens. But then oh, yeah. yeah, I took a, I took a break and now I'm terrible at it. <laughs> <laughs> that game's really unforgiving. I'm probably gonna have to start from scratch at some point. Yeah, yeah because yeah. I really like it. I mean, it's a really uh, awesome game. Yeah, I agree. It's a solid game. Consoles that are out right now, like PS5, Xbox Series XRS. Do you have one of them, both of them? Yeah, five. Okay, I got the PS5, the Xbox. I mean, it's it's a really great console. The, the only thing is, if you have a, a really good PC, there's right. really no point. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Xbox. Yeah, that's I mean, the same. You can, you can have it if you want to like play with. I don't know, in the living room or whatever, but there's really no point. Yeah. Are you playing Forza then? Forza Horizon 5? I haven't played Forza because I'm not really okay, a okay. racing slash uh, driving uh, yeah. game kind of person, uh, but I'm very much looking forward to Halo. That Halo, oh, yes. from the little I played, you know, I told you the other day when we were having right. this yeah, conversation, that sucks. I'm having all kinds of issues on PC, but from the little I was able to play before getting all those crashes, I was having a blast. Like That's the game awesome. looks and runs amazing. Oh, it's so good, man. Yeah. What he's talking about is he's playing on Windows 11, and apparently there's just a lot of issues on uh, Windows yes, 11. Yes, with there it. has been. Well, even so. even on so I'm in a similar situation. I have the PS5 and the PC, mm -hmm. and I have no need really for the Xbox. But even on mm -hmm. my computer, which is a very high end computer, I'm playing Halo last night. One minute I'm getting 140 frames the whole time. It's amazing. Next minute I'm playing. I'm like, and I think I've just gotten so used to playing like that because I'm not looking at the frames for a second. And I'm like, this feels so slow. And I look up, it's like 50 something. And I know console oh. people would be happy with that. But for me, that's like, I can't. Yeah. I, I've already become conditioned to yeah. um, like Mario. So I, 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 I saw you write one time in a, in a group that bloodborne like now playing it like messes with you everyone's being like no, so I, can't, about I can't it. I, I legit I get a migraine and yeah. it, it's it, i can't it's, do it as well. uh, and it's a, it's a shame it's it. a shame because i told you earlier that one of my favorite series is the soul series yeah, yeah. But from the soul series my favorite is bloodborne yeah. i love that game yep. that game yep. is just amazing it's incredible but, but it's too, really right? to play oh, yeah. favorite? yep Yep. Okay. Yeah. But I'm, I'm with him, though. I, I feel the same way. And Tim, I know you've had some hesitancy because you don't want I to play I tried, too, because I played Dark Souls 3. I played 1. I played Demon Souls. And then I went to play Bloodborne, and it was 30. And I'm like, I can't do this. I honestly no. can't do it. It's such a shame because the game is incredible. The game is like, compared to the other Dark Souls games, and I love the Dark Souls games, Bloodborne is on another level. So why can't we get a patch for this game already? I, I don't understand yeah. what we're waiting for. Like you're gonna it's patch day, Days Gone, yeah. but before you patch Bloodborne, really? Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. My only guess is that they haven't done a patch because there's something big coming. Yeah, exactly. I, I've been waiting for this something big, and it just hasn't come. I, know, I keep but, keep but, waiting, but, keep but waiting. I keep feeling it like it's around the <laughs> yep, corner, yep. you know. But we haven't had it yet. But that's the only reason I can think of because every other major title from the PS4 either has a patch right. or they had a, a collector's edition or like whatever the, the director's cut is yep. what they call right. it. Right, that's yep. just like so the they, last they major game, right? right? They have something, but not for, for Bloodborne. That was mm -hmm. my favorite game from the PS4. Right, and right. And they just haven't done anything about it yet. Uh, we'll see. I don't know if now they're waiting for... But I keep saying this and I keep being wrong, but like I was like, oh, they're waiting for Demon Souls to come out. They don't want to get in the way of Demon Souls. Then Demon Souls came out. Now they're waiting yeah. for uh, Elden Ring and then Elden Ring is going to come Ring. out. We're going to be waiting again. I don't know, man. 
after Elden Ring. It's coming. After I'm Elden Ring. Okay, we're calling it here. We're calling it here now. After Elden Ring, they're going to get a quick announcement. Bloodborne PC and um, yeah. PS5. Yeah. Oh man, on PC. Oh my god. If I get Bloodborne PC. Oh my god. Oh. Mario, did you get to play Elden Ring? I haven't, but on purpose. I'm completely like this is something I always do. I'm very, very I'm not sensitive in just about any anything, any aspect (laughs) in my life. But I'm very, very sensitive to spoilers. Yeah. So I I just want to go in completely fresh when the game comes out. But man, let me tell you, this is gonna be my my game of the year next year. Like, I, I know. Yeah. I know. I, I, I'm I know saying nothing. Game. All I'm saying is if I could put it as the game of the year, just that <laughs> network test, I would. Right. Okay? It, it was that good. Let me. Yeah. Let me yeah. I, I, I heard your comments on the previous podcast. And yeah. It, uh, okay. I mean, okay. Uh, hey, I'm really excited, man. I can't, I can't wait. I, I, I have I, it pre ordered, you know, yep, ready to go yep. on day one. I, we'll have to, uh, when we get there in February, and we all inevitably take off work, by the way, um, I, we'll have to do like a, a sort of like, Every week or two, every few weeks, we'll have to get together, like a few of us, and just talk about Elden Ring, man. It'll be awesome to do episodes like that. Just like what oh, you know, yeah, I don't want to do co op whenever we do play it. No, I like to play I, through I it like solo to all the way to the end. But yeah. once I beat it, it right. would be fun right. to then play yeah. co op with that because yep. it's such a big world and being able yeah, to play yeah. co op yeah. in such a big world be yeah. pretty awesome. Definitely like to After do it. You beat it yeah. Yep. After yeah. you beat it, then yeah. But I just don't get how you know some people they, they jump in into these games like uh, Souls games, they jump straight into multiplayer. Do Those yeah. are games where I want to feel <laughs> like I'm. All right. Isolated, like I don't have it's any. Too immersive. Help. I want yeah. to feel helpless. I want. Right. I, I want right. to be lost in the world and just <laughs> feel the the fear around every corner. You know, yep. that's yeah. that's what yeah. I want out of these games. I love. When it. I'm playing with someone else and they're just telling me, "Yo, yo, so next week and we're gonna go do this." Shit. No, <laughs> no. no, it's just ruining the moment. Oh know? man, I, I so agree with you on that, man. I I can't yeah. Yeah. like certain games. We're playing Halo. We're talking and stuff. No problem. That's fine. Yeah, but like yeah. Souls game, man. I gotta like you said. Every moment you could die and lose a ton of uh, souls and everything. And I feel like anytime you start a new souls game, you always have that feeling all over again. Like Sekiro, for example, I had played all the souls games. I'm like, yo, I got this. And then I'm like, I'm getting my ass kicked hard. I'm like, oh my God. And then eventually you start to get better and better. Now you're running through it and it's still super impressive. It's not easy, man. It's just those games are so great, man. Now that the first year is over with these new systems, I just wanted to ask you guys, like, how are you feeling about the PS5 in general at this point now that we've had it out for a while? I love it. I think it's great. And I'm not I'm not mad that I'm not playing it every day just because I knew what I was getting myself into. I bought I bought the PS5 for the exclusives because I I know what PlayStation exclusives are like, at yeah, least to me. Yeah. I think they're really high tier games. So I played. Let's see. I bought it. I played Sackboy with my family. That was just like a random one, which I actually had a ton of fun. It was really good. Then I bought Miles Morales, which I know is available on PS4, but I played it there. I loved it. And then the real exclusive started coming. Then I got Demon Souls, which, man, absolutely amazing game. It's, it's then, my favorite. So oh, my it's God. It's my it, favorite so it far. Was, it was really great. Then I put it down for, you know, what, two months or so. Then we got Returnal, which I absolutely, again, love that game. Then I put it down one more time. Or I want to say Returnal came out Ratchet... Do I have that backwards? Uh, Returnal was first. No, it was flipped. It was Returnal first. was first. Okay, I think okay. Returnal was April and Ratchet was June, I believe. Yes. Um, yeah, that, that makes and sense. And so, so it, it was like it was like a very good yeah, yeah. spacing apart. Like I played Sackboy and Miles Morales in December, then um, Returnal in April, then Ratchet in June, and and then since then I've just been kind of it's been hanging out. It's been fine, and I'm not mad that I bought it. You know, I think it's been a good first year for what I wanted it for. You know. And so. games aside, what about the system? What do you think about the PS5 system? Yeah. 
it's fine. Like, I, I don't really have a big opinion on it because I literally turn it on and go straight to the game. And then if I want to do okay. anything else, okay. I use my okay. computer, you know? I don't know if Mario is a different situation than me, but that's kind of how it is for me. I'm really enjoying the system only because, you know, two two things, right? The SSD, so fast. I love it. Yeah. I love that. yeah. But that's something that I kind of have on my PC. Right. The SSD on the PS5 on the PS5 is a little bit faster than the one on my PC, but the one on my PC is not a slug, you know? Right. But the main thing from the PS5 that I really, really enjoy, it's just uh, the controller. Like, I, yeah. I'm a keyboard and mouse person. Like, every game that I can play on my keyboard and mouse, that's, that's where I, you know, that's how I want to play. But that controller, man, it, it's just... It's great. It's the... For me, I, in my opinion, it's the best controller I ever played with. It's very impressive. I really like how it feels, like the the rumble, the uh, everything. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm very big really into good. racing games. I know you're saying you're not, but I am. And Dirt Five is like the best experience because of that controller. Because I not only with the triggers, which is amazing, because you get to like do the drifts perfect when you go to brake and gas, and you have that tension, and it's really tough to push it yeah. if the track is that rough compared to a more clean road compared to a more dirty with a bunch of rocks and stuff the tension changes so it's right. super cool mm-hmm. on that front but with the rumble itself like you feel every tiny little rock when you're driving on grass compared to driving on dirt compared to driving on road you feel all of that as well and it's it's so immersive with racing games and yeah. i was very shocked i didn't think that was going to be a thing because we're, i played uh that astros playroom and i was so amazed right. by that you know but yeah. I didn't even begin to think, oh, my God, this would be perfect for racing games. And it is. Yeah. It's a little bit of a hit and miss situation with the, with the you know, the implementation. I wish more people should do it. That's the big problem. The hardware is there, but yeah. there also needs to be the software. And some developers haven't really uh, done much in that area. Yeah. Like Riders Republic just came out and there's nothing there at all for it. And it would yeah. be a perfect game for it because you get yeah. to like sled and you should be feeling snow compared to riding on a bike compared to all of these and you yeah. know, it's not there at all and it's like yeah, you get man, some that's... developers that that don't do anything at all and other developers that are overdoing it uh the yeah. example that i that i can think of is uh call of duty like i, I, I like to play shooters on, on my, yep. i like to play shooters on my pc but my brother he plays only on the ps5 because that's where all his friends are playing right so and i and i tried the just playing on the ps5 the not this Call of Duty that came out, not Vanguard, the one before. What was it? Uh, Cold, Cold War. War. Uh, was it Cold War? Yeah, Cold, Cold uh, War. Exactly. Cold War, yeah. yeah, that one. Yeah. So I, I just tried it for a little bit. And the controller, like, it really sucks because to shoot in that game, you have to, like, really, really press the, mm. the trigger, like, all the way down. I mean, when you're playing, like, a single player or whatever, it's. It's an annoyance, but you know you can get used to it. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but if you're in like in a, in a competitive uh, scenario where you know you're doing some multiplayer gaming or something, you need the the click to go as fast as right, possible. Right. You know, I had the exact same experience. I got it from like a friend, uh, borrowed it from him, and then ended up buying it on Xbox. Now you can just turn off the triggers. But yeah. I like having on Xbox because of the quick resume with the campaign or whatever. So I end up buying yeah. that. But yes, it is so bad. Uh, it's so hard. There's no way you can play competitively because you have to apply so much pressure with your shots. Yeah. And after about 30 minutes, your fingers will be hurting. Like, <laughs> yeah. It really sucks. Like, it's not good for with that. This baby, it's like less there than a millisecond. I'm yeah, I love, hey, exactly. love it. Speaking of which, let me show it off. Nice. Right. That is very hey. cool. Oh, Razor Club. <laughs> Razor Club, baby. 
There we go. <laughs> Wait, Mario, but how about when you play in Returnal? How'd you feel about it? I know you said single player games didn't bother you as much, but how do you feel about it in implementation in that game? I loved it. I loved it. I loved I it think, there. Yeah, yep. yeah. I, th I think, um, to be honest, it's the best implementation so far outside of the, what is it, the Astrobot? The, yep. whatever the playroom, Astro's playroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one is that one is more like a tech demo for the controller. So of course exactly. it's gonna be, you know. But I think other than that, I think the best implementation so far is Return. Total, I totally. Think they agree do a really good job. They also do like this thing with the trigger where they have ba basically they have two uh, tiers of pressure. Like if you pull yep. it all the way down, you're doing a charge right. uh, uh, shot. Mm -hmm. If you only pull it like halfway, you get like just a regular shooting. But it yep. works. I really uh, like the, the way um, they, they did it. it. It was it was so impressive. Like, Tim, you really got to play this game, man. It was basically it'd be like this, right? So obviously, you know, Returnal is made by Housemark. They're all about like the arcade shooter and all that, right? This was the first one was different. But when you would fight a boss, they still you still were brought right back to that. You're running in circles. You're holding down the trigger just to the comfortable level. Like it just naturally goes there. You're, you know, like shooting without aiming. And then uh, you get a second and then you pull it down all the way and you do like a burst shot or whatever. And it just, man, it was so, so well done. Even when you'd like reach a new biome and you would have like the raindrops falling and you feel it in the controller, the speakers going, it's just, it's, there's no gimmicks. It was just like all done very, so very I well. I have yeah. technically played it just for a bit okay. <laughs> out of friends because he had it. And um, what's funny is on the last episode, I actually mentioned that I was like, I think Returnal is probably the best inflammation of the controller. Yeah. Yeah. Hands down, yeah. And, it, and it's just really overall, good. it's a really, really good game. It's awesome, man. So good. I'm not even into uh, roguelites or roguelikes or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like those kinds of games. Uh, I don't like to feel like I wasted my time. And right. I have so little time nowadays for gaming. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to just waste hours and coming back, you know, come back empty-handed. Uh, but uh, Return on is just amazing. You. Yeah, the it's only one I like in that genre is Hades, and that's the only one I've ever yeah. been able to Actually, enjoy. I haven't played, it yet. I haven't played yeah, much. I, of that I one think either. that will win you over because I don't like the genre as well. That's the only one I can think of. I like. Yeah. Yep. The Returnal only thing about Returnal it. it's that you sometimes you can you can play for like two hours or more, and you come out completely empty-handed because you don't. Yeah. If, if you if you have one of those runs Just where broken. it's not it's not going your way, you're not gonna get anything out of it. And yep, that yeah, sucks. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, wish they, yeah, yeah. I wish there was more like some middle ground. Like, yeah, of course, you know, just push me back to the beginning, but let me have something, you know? Right. Um, right. Let me keep let me keep the upgraded keep some gun stuff, forever. You know? or, yeah, right. like the guns or something. I, I don't get anything. All, all I get is just like yep. some key items that are necessary to progress. And right. other than that, just like the audio logs. and The ether is the only other thing you keep, which yeah. obviously can be useful in some yeah. places, obviously, so. But yeah, it's a great game, man. So I guess I'm the only one here with a series uh, Xbox. But That's so right. I will say first year with it. Now, it's kind of a weird spot because right here at the very end of the year, now all of a sudden we're getting games. Right. So, right. Like, a month ago, even we really didn't have much um, outside of just, of course, what came to both, but no big exclusives. But now at the end of the year, we got Forza and now we got Halo. So now the thing with Psychonauts 2 that came to all systems, but it's still Xbox first party game. Same with Deathloop. So that's kind of a weird. So Deathloop if you really want to say one. like, <laughs> like, hey, we got four Microsoft first parties, but yet we got two exclusives. So it's kind of a weird thing. Here. 
That's true. But That's true. the system, what's been getting me playing that more than my PS5 is everything else. Of course, Game Pass, we can talk about a, a million hours and I can go on and on about it. But even outside of that, like I was saying with the quick resume, is incredible. And then they just added a feature about a week ago where you can, if a game has cloud support, you can just select it and play right there through the cloud. Like uh, you're going through the store. Oh, I want to play it now, but I don't want to install it. You can now choose that option and you can choose that with tons of games now. And so on PlayStation, like, and then in the past, like you were never be able to cloud through the system. You always were using like, Hey, your phone, your tablet, your PC, but now on the console, you can select a game and either play now or install. And that option is really, really neat. So now I'm playing things. I would never really bother with in the past because even installing a game, we can be so lazy and be like, oh, I don't want to wait yeah. 20 minutes, but yeah. if I can play it now, it, it sort of changes your, you know, you can just sort of play in the mood of whatever you want to mess around with. Yeah, and so it's really enjoyable for that aspect. So Xbox has a lot of these really like I can shoot my Xbox to my PC screen um, and it runs a lot better. Like I know you can do it with PlayStation, but it's not nearly as good on that side because I mean, Microsoft has better servers and all that. It kind of makes sense there, but <laughs> there's just a lot more system features and everything's a lot quicker too. Weirdly enough, because the PlayStation has the better SSD. It really does like hardware wise, but they're not really utilizing for the system. They are utilizing for the games. But even with the games, like there's only a few first party games that really like Spider-Man. That was instant. That was awesome. Right. Well, even the so ports too. Like Ghost of Tsushima is crazy. Yeah, crazy yeah, 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 yeah. But that's like first party. I'm trying to think right. like when it comes to other oh, companies, gotcha. it's pretty much Xbox and PlayStation are about the same. Right, They're not right. really utilizing that speed of PlayStation outside of Sony mean. themselves using it, which is aggravating. The same with the controller. I right. really wish more people would push these PlayStation features because it would be so much better for that. But I guess I get it. You know, if you're making a game, there's so much you need to work and create. And that's like one of the last things that you really need to be worrying about as you're midway through development. But I don't know. I wish it would take more priority. That's all. Anyway, all that saying, the series does have some really nice features. So now next year, whenever games do start coming in, because with all these studios, I'm really curious what people will be saying at the end of next year. Yeah. yeah. Because there will be the games and there will be the futures of the system. Yeah. yeah I, honestly, if I, if I didn't have a PC, I would definitely have to buy an Xbox because Same. there's no way that I'm going to miss out on Halo. There's no way that I'm going to miss out on Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls uh, which they um, already Star said that it's going to be. Doom. Yeah, Starfield. Yeah, I mean, all those come games. on. It's like, there's yeah, no yeah, way yeah. I would miss. So that's why I always say, look, man, I don't buy Xbox, but I so appreciate what Microsoft yeah, is doing yeah, because yeah. they're saving me money. Just the yeah. fact that I can play yeah. all those games they want on my PC at even better settings. And they don't than care. They just them. want you to buy the game. They don't exactly. care. Exactly. They the don't system. care. And man, it's I, so I love awesome. them. Please, yeah, PlayStation, just do it. <laughs> yeah, people, people say no, like you're, like you're a PlayStation. They like, don't no. make money off of their systems. Think about it. They're making yeah. maybe fifty bucks off of each system. 
You know how yeah. much money they make selling their games? Far more. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah Mario, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, whenever people say um, Nintendo, PlayStation, I'm like, no, I'm PC. That's where I want everything. I, I, I buy <laughs> these consoles. I buy these consoles yeah, only yeah. because there are games there that I would right. not be able to play on my yeah, PC. Yeah. Right. If I was right. able to play them on PC, I would not buy any consoles at totally, all. Totally, totally. Like this new trend <laughs> that Sony is is going through of like putting their games on PC. When awesome. they start putting them out like day oh, and day, just like Xbox is doing, oh, I'm man. done buying consoles. Yep. Like, I'm same done. Here. Same here. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. And the same with Xbox. Why would they even care if you buy their system? Well, I guess you get, well, they can make their own launcher. I was thinking you could make all the profit from your game sale, but couldn't they make their own store on PC? Yeah. And then you just go yeah, into that, and then that way they make all their profit? It just takes so much. It takes so much work and money. But yeah, all I was saying there was I'm really enjoying the features of the Xbox that I wish like PlayStation had. But at the same time, I guess it doesn't matter too much because when it comes down to it, you know, you turn it on, you play the games. That's really all it's about. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, I don't want to say for everybody. for Not for, for everyone, but for me, yeah, that's what it is. Like, I, I, I can't yeah. imagine anything more than that. Right? You're I, PC, Xbox, PS5. We're really turning it on just to play the games. And we're bouncing out. Um, but some people, it is like their multimedia device and they needed to do multiple things and if that's the case then yeah i would probably lean people more into xbox um yeah at the current moment and but i think that's becoming less and less relevant just because most tvs nowadays they come with like all those apps built in like all the the netflix and like whatever i mean not all tvs but most of them you know and also it's like very cheap to get a to get a streamer box or whatever the hell they call it, like a Roku mm-hmm. TV or an yep, Apple yep. TV. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was yeah, thinking no, more point. features with gaming, though. I was thinking specifically that. Like, uh, whenever I'm playing a game and I, let's say I'm talking to a character or something, I'll switch to another game. And then, you know, three hours later or four days later, if I go and boot that game back up, I'll be right back where I was at. Stuff like oh, that. So specifically oh, yeah, that, that quick yeah. resume. Yeah, 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 the yeah, quick yeah. resume yeah. thing. Yeah. I, I heard it's pretty That's good, the yeah. only thing that I would want outside of the normal games like that's a really cool feature otherwise though or if i I go on playstation though like let's say i go to go into settings or something or if i go into to do something else and then go back to the game i i mean we're complaining it's still super fast compared to last gen right but if if you were to see video of the two you'd be really shocked xbox you're like do 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 and you're there and playstation it has these animations and it takes a while to go in between a lot of different things the store isn't still quite there um it's still weirdly uh even though it's built into the system like if you were to like hit the playstation button and go to an option or go to a store or go to a setting you're still uh things are sort of almost like opening up new things instead of it just instantly it's weird but if i hit something on xbox it's like bam there bam there bam there and i'm like wait why isn't playstation like that because the playstation has the better ssd so yeah uh, it's got some speaking of the store is it because i don't have an xbox so i don't know what's going on over there do you also get this new gen games uh price at 70 bucks instead of 60 60, so playstation 70 okay so it's playstation is the the ones uh then pushing Uh, pushing it to the limit what do y'all think about that by the way i'm not happy about that but the, the thing is i buy so few games for ps5 because i play mostly right, on pc right. i only have the console only for the exclusives right. so since i'm not buying that many gotcha. games it doesn't really that's you know that's the same that with me but, but before we move on from that 
what you were talking about before with the stores and everything. I, again, I know people are probably tired of hearing me say this, but I just feel like all stores pale in comparison to Steam. Like, it's not even close to me. Like, PlayStation, oh, yeah, yeah, Nintendo, yeah, I Xbox, I think they all need to copy what Steam The doing. review like, system, being able to, like, oh, my God. see so like, how people are liking it just in the corner right there while you're on the main page or being able to see, like, hey, is it multiplayer? Is it... Uh, Everything you would need to see is at an eye's glance yeah, right there when yeah, you click the game. Yeah. Super, super fast. And that, that is so important because a lot of times you find this game and you look at the reviews of Metacritic or whatever, and it has uh, some amazing reviews. But then when you go on Steam, right. you see like the, the overall all-time reviews and then the recent right. reviews. Yeah. So maybe the game is amazing, but then the recent reviews are like, oh, there was an update that just completely messed up exactly. the game. So if you get the game now, you're probably going to get a broken yep. game. You yep. know, so. Totally. It's uh, yeah, it's a really good system. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, also, they are really good at like recommendations or when people play this, what they're also playing, and you can mm-hmm. find new games that way a lot better than you do on other systems. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, agreed. We're used to loading, taking either instant or what a second or two, and we're pretty much there. I'm, yep. I'm glad we're mm-hmm. we're there now, you know, because think PS1 days. It, we yeah. were a minute and a half. Praying every time you saw the PlayStation logo <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that it would actually exactly. boot you to the game. Dude, grinding in between. <laughs> you're, you're like, you're playing some JRPG. It takes a freaking three minutes in between each match. <laughs> it's just like ridiculous <laughs> stuff, man. Uh, All right, well, anyway. let, let's get into the news yeah, here. So news. first off, Forza Horizon 5. Now, this is from a week back when this episode post on Tuesday. This is old numbers here, so it's even more surprising. But Forza Horizon 5 hit 6 million players during launch week. That's a lot. That's a lot, a lot. It's pretty big. I, I'm curious to see if what it looks like a week later. Like, are 6 million still playing it, or did they try it out? Exactly. And move on, you know what I mean? Even though it's a great game, we can tell, even though I don't like um, racing this games. This is like that, that game New World that Amazon released. Oh, uh, yeah. That's these numbers. So that's, that's, huge. that's pretty incredible. But on the Xbox side, there's really not that many exclusives. Like like you yeah, said before, yeah. there are some really excellent games that are from their studios, but they are either only on PlayStation exactly. or PC or multi-platform. So this been this been this weird uh, transition for them. But exclusives like Xbox exclusive, I think this is a, the, the the first big yeah. one. Right? Am mm-hmm. I am I mistaken? I, right? Yeah. So of course, people, you know, the, the owners, the Xbox owners, are yes, hungry yes. for. You know, for getting their hands on something exclusive. And also, you have those people that are, they're fans of racing games. And then you have new people like me who have never gotten into those kinds of games. But they're hearing, the the word of mouth is that this game is actually a lot of fun, even for people that don't like driving games. I was listening to uh, IGN Game Scoop yesterday. And right. they were saying uh, the main host, Damien or whatever, he was like, I'm not into racing games at all. I honestly haven't played one in like a decade, I feel. And I started playing Forza Horizon only because so many people keep talking about it and I just have to try it. I mean, I have Game Pass not as well. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, this game is insanely good. I'm really shocked. I never thought I would be enjoying this because I don't care about racing at all, yet I'm having a ton of fun. And he was talking about that on yeah. Game Scoop, And I was like, when he says that, think how many listeners now are like "Ooh, well maybe i should try it you know and it just spreads yeah that's exactly how i feel like even though i'm not into those kinds of games i'm definitely gonna give it a shot yeah yeah uh, i was just gonna say i'm not shocked that it's sold better than uh, returnal because of two things one the the price you know right. like returnal is 70 right. and forza is 60 and also even though it driving slash racing is kind of a niche uh genre 
Roll lights, roll lights are even yes. more niche, yes. I would and, say. Yeah. Like a lot of people are just scared that they're just going to be wasting their time, right. just dying over right. and over again. So, you know, I don't know. Yep, yep. No, that, that totally makes sense. So, and it's housemark. Their games are, you know, somewhat challenging and not really apply to everyone. So I get it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So next up here, yeah. Far Cry, the lead uh, creative designer, actually. He left Ubisoft after 10 years of being there. So do you think to do with like people being like, eh, it's more of the same and more of the same? Do you think it's getting his head or do you think he was just going to leave anyway? It could be either either way, I would say. I yeah. mean, yeah, the, it's true that the Far Cry formula, it's been almost nearly the same for how long? It's, like, it's been a Far while. Cry for but on the other hand, I mean, this happens all the time in the industry. Yeah, yeah. You have people just coming in and out. They just want to move on to, to for whatever reason. Yeah. It might, you know, they might they might be feeling like just tired of working on the same project, or maybe they just want to relocate to a new area and work for a different company. I mean, there's so many so many variables here. It's really hard to tell. But, Regardless, yeah. since he was a creative director, though, and now he's gone after ten years. I mean, even if they tried to keep doing the same thing, it would naturally still be different because that lead is gone. I mean, that's just the way yeah. it kind of has to work. So it may be a good yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, could switch it up maybe. Even though I really liked Far Cry 6. Yeah, I don't just want to say that. On it. it is a good game. It's a really good game. And it's based in Cuba. So that, like, yeah. it really hits yeah. home for me. I was yeah. telling Tim another episode that, you know, my, my family's from Dominican Republic. But even that, I was already mm -hmm. kind of like, I was kind of feeling good about like identifying a lot with the way they talk, the way they act and everything. Right. But then I was thinking yeah, oh, yeah. for, for you, it's probably even more so, you know, growing up over there. Oh no, it's, it's, it's yeah. amazing because, you know, from, from the soundtrack, like you hear, you hear yeah. songs that are only heard That's in Cuba. Cool. Of course we have very, we have a lot of famous uh, artists like Hente sure, de Sona, sure. uh, you know, like there's a lot of artists that are, you know, well known right. in, in the whole world. You know, I'm listening to some <laughs> soundtrack from that game that are things that you can only hear in Cuba. Right, like cool. you don't really, you know, it's like not very famous artist and it, it's really good. And and then, you know, she, uh, she well, it's she or he, in my case, I'm playing female. Yeah. Uh, she gets on the car, then she's driving and then she's singing the lyrics. And it's, it's, it's so, so amazing. Cool. The voice acting in the game or they, do they nail the dialect pretty well? Sometimes it, it's a hit and miss. There's some characters like this guy, what's his name? The... The, the the owner of uh, Chorizo, what was oh, his name? Oh, the, the guy with the cat. I know who you're talking about, the guy who, skinny dude, yeah, yeah. Well, you know Chorizo, the, the, the yeah. little dog, right? So his owner, he's very Cuban. He's like he's a hundred percent Cuban. He's he's very he's authentic. Funny. Like yeah. you, you can hear the the accent. Yeah, I wouldn't know myself playing what's what's real, what's yeah. fake, all of that. So I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. Some of them they sound like they are clearly um, Latino, but not okay. Cuban because there are some Cuban words like pinga, cojone, <laughs> whatever. Like they they just say it in a very weird way. So okay. I can tell that yeah, they're really trying, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but this guy, the the chorizo's owner, he's he's a hundred percent Cuban. He's legit. He cracks yeah. me up, man. That's still cool that they're well, they're even trying. It's still cool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I appreciate the game. Yeah. You know, it's like it's 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 hitting home for me for a lot awesome. of things. That's why I think even even if the formula has not changed that much, I like that they did this setting for once. It was like a little different, you know. Like the last few have been pretty I mean, run of the mill. Everyone has you know? been quite different in setting, though. Yeah, but think think oh, from like Far Cry three. It was like the um, it was on like that tropical setting, right? Then Far Cry four. We go to the Himalayas. Okay, fine. Then yeah. um, five is another Montana US or one. something. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like two and one. Also, like so. I was just kind of getting a little tired of it. That's all. 
All right, next up here, I wanted to talk about this Grand Theft Auto trilogy, just complete oh, disaster. No. Dude, I have so much to say about this. Not a lot, but just very few points I have to get to. It, it's sad <laughs> because if you listen to our previous episodes, dude, we were Oh, like, my God. We, we were excited, excited, man. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah. I saw the screenshots. I'm like, oh, man, I don't need <laughs> I don't need every game to be remade like Demon's Souls or Resident Evil. It's okay. Give me these old mm-hmm. games, right? Clean them up a little bit. Now, you think a 20-year-old game. Give me like a you know, higher frame rate, right? Everything's good. Yeah. Dude, I, and I'm not really that picky. So I bought the game, I downloaded it, right? And I played, started playing GTA 3 and I played it for about an hour. It was fine. It was fine. It was what I expected. And it, it was like one of those rare occurrences where not my experience, but just like seeing more and more and more maybe slowly start to like reconsider. I started seeing the video of the rain coming down. You can't see anything. The water is rendering over the rain. Um, you press the button to look behind you when you're on the, the motorcycle and you just see his face like this. <laughs> Dude, it's, it just yeah. got worse and worse and worse. And then I'm like, you know what? Let me not be like that. Who cares? I had fun, right? So who cares? So I come home. I try to boot it up and the Rockstar Launcher is completely down. It's not working. I can't play. And I'm like, you know what? Screw this. So I put it in for a refund. And I never refund games ever. The Rockstar Launcher, why, why can't they just not be greedy and put it on Steam? Like, why? Yeah. I hate that launcher I, so much. It's so man. terrible. I I'm, I hate that launcher so much. Like you can you can buy their games on Steam, <laughs> but then you launch the game from Steam and it opens their Rockstar launcher. Like yeah, why? Why? Yeah, yeah. Like, the only reason why you may want to buy one of the games on Steam is only to get the Steam achievements. If you right. care, if you care about right. that. Right. Other than that, there's no point because it's open in the other launcher. So yeah, dumb. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous, man. It's I'm very. CDPR, the cyberpunk <laughs> folks, they're throwing a party today. They're like, oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, no more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I got to say, I, I know I know that a lot of people ha- are very upset with, uh, excuse me, CD Projekt Red right now. And it's, it's warranted. I will say, though, my experience with the game, yes, I had many bugs, but my experience was still pretty positive. Now, Man, that's on my PC. experience. My experience was so positive. Yeah. Like, I if I, you know... If, if I had to pick the game of the year, for me right now, it's Resident Evil 7, but that's only like for this year. Yeah. But if we count Cyberpunk, which the people that are doing the game awards and everything, they do count Cyberpunk in, in this right. in this thing. Right. That is my game of the year. Like I love Cyberpunk I so much. I had, I had like zero bucks and the game ran amazing. <clears throat> and I'm getting like a hundred plus <laughs> FPS, max settings, that's ray awesome. tracing, oh, everything. Man. Like, that's oh amazing. my God, it's, the game is amazing. And, I'm not defending them. Like it really sucks. They they knew right. what you know the, right. the mess that they were putting out on console. Oh yeah. So I'm not de- I'm not defending them by any means. But I'm just saying, like if I if I were to be uh, selfish, I would say that game is just amazing. Yeah. Like, I really love. Yeah. I loved every second. I have like you can look at my Steam record. I have like 120, 130 <laughs> yeah, hours. That's where I got to. <laughs> in it. It's amazing. I had a blast, and I'm looking forward to the DLC. But the DLC is gonna take a while because oh, yeah. they first have to fix the the, the all the other um, versions of the game before they right. even worry about the DLC. But man, trust me, people. Yes. If you're out there and if and you had a horrible experience on console. I'm really sorry, but trust me, when this game is fixed, maybe three three years from now, five, I don't know how long it's going to take them. But when it's fixed, this game is amazing. I'm telling you. I'm I'm right there with you, man. That's exactly how I feel. And I I hate saying it because I know people are very salty about it. And I don't blame them. Again, I totally understand. When I played the game, I ran into some weird bugs. Like I pick up a call. 
here, I'm talking to Mario on this end. Yeah, okay. And then Tim calls me, and then it's talking both voices at the same time, like stupid stuff like that. Or yeah, you know, yeah, I, I did, I did run into that right, too. Like yeah, things, yeah, things clipping or um, a mission restart. It was things that annoyed me, but again, I thought the game itself was great. Story was awesome. Characters were very well yeah. done. I just love the game. So, so yes, the bugs I feel yeah. were on the level of a Bethesda game. I felt like, like if I was playing Fallout or if I was playing Skyrim, right, right. it was that level of bugs. It wasn't. Sure. Oh wow, that that's terrible. You, where do you play it? Which um, platform? Uh, a PC. But what I'm saying is, like, you would have yeah. issues with Quest. You would have issues with. But I, I never got the the car stuck in the road thing. Right, you would right. see right, right. videos of no, like, yeah. No, to, to be fair, I, I think I got lucky to some degree because it's not just the fact that, you know, it's not about PC versus console. Like some people right. on PC, they also have problems. Right, right. I think I got lucky because I ran into zero issues. I, That's awesome. I had a blast with the game. There was just like one side quest that got bugged at some point and oh, the, yeah. there was no way to fix it. But it's something minor, like one of those like side crimes or whatever. Six main quests go completely wrong for me. Uh, one of them was the uh, the car one. The guy starts with the D. I forget. Oh, Delamain or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What? Oh, that was yeah, a yeah. cool quest, by the way. But yeah, that was a cool quest. Yeah. I had so many issues with that one. I had a ton of issues with having to like pull up to like almost like okay, I'm midway through a quest. I need to talk to the next person. And when I'm talking to them, they're talking to me like a normal NPC and they're not <laughs> registering that they need to do anything quest-wise. Stuff like Dude, that. I, I kept getting that a lot. I think that the game, bugs aside, I like the game, but I, I do think that the game could have been way more than it was. And it didn't meet. Like so many things that were they supposed to be in the game. Like right. the No Man's not, Sky thing where they exactly. overpromised. But it was we're still not a in game. The game. I, I, like, still I still liked like it, it. But yeah. knowing what could have been, it really does kind of bug me. Like the way that the weapons have... Like Cyber... Oh, excuse me. Cyberpunk's weapon system was so lame to me. It was just like, pick up this weapon, drop it for the next weapon, drop it for that. Like when I played The Witcher, for example, it was like, wow, you had this weapon, you knew about it, what it did, what, what skills it had, and you kept it, even when you got a new weapon, right? Like, yeah. Cyberpunk was like a looter shooter to me at, at some point, which that's the only thing I really yeah. didn't like about it. Yeah. Um, I, I What I found that I didn't like also, uh, speaking of weapons and whatnot, it's just that at some point I, I ended up getting this gun. And then after that, I put like another 80 hours into the game I didn't get a better gun, so I just stuck with that gun for the whole game. Which is, I mean, it's cool, but like, come on, like, yeah. I want to feel like yeah. I'm progressing and I'm getting some something new and shiny, you know. I didn't yeah. get anything better than at some point. I ended up just switching switching weapons only to try something different, even though the the new weapons were underpowered compared to the to the one I got before. I just wanted to try something different, you know. Also, the the cyber implants, oh, yeah. like the. Basically, the not not the shooting, like everything else, right. like when you you know when you fry someone's brain or whatever. Sure. I feel like they could have done some cool animations with with those. Yeah, and yeah. you don't really get any animations. So like basically, any of those powers you use, they all look the same. Yeah, it's like yeah. you're not really doing anything different. Like whether you're frying the brains using electricity or like whatever the hell. Uh, another power is like it doesn't matter you always see the enemy just ah, yeah, and then that's yeah. it they could have done so much more with that and yeah they, they could have done more in that in that regard you, yeah, on that i agree you yeah. could break the game early too like i got the the gorilla arms early on i got nice. this side this ram implant where it's like you can slow down time 
and I beefed up the gorilla arms all the way. So all I would do after like a good 30 hours of the game, I just, no more stealth. I didn't try to hack anyone. I would just run in, slow down time, boom, 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 just punch everyone out and then take the quest and leave. But I enjoyed it the whole time. For some reason, that was yeah. I was still having fun. I, I did the shotgun where you're shooting people with a shotgun and every time you get a kill, you move faster. <laughs> and then so yeah. I'm zipping around the map, just getting like one shot kills with a shotgun. <laughs> And it was pretty That's fun. Awesome. Like, yeah, yeah. I I have this thing where like when when there's a game, there's like a shooter, and uh, and there's like one of the progression trees is something more like a tank, like a melee person. Yeah. I never bothered to put a single point in those <laughs> things. Like I I don't care about that. I want to shoot people right. and, yeah, and yeah. shoot their brains off. And then at some point there was this side quest. I mean, no spoiler. This is just a side quest. Right. Like you have to fight this dude. Like boxing, boxing with oh, this dude. Yeah, it was yeah. like all melee. I, mean, I was like, how am I gonna beat this guy? This guy's like, it was like fighting Mike Tyson when you have had zero training in boxing. Like, dude, it was, was, it was ridiculous. That was awesome. So I, I just ended up uh, setting the difficulty down to like the, the minimum just to get through right, this guy right. because I had no no chance. I had zero chance. Oh, man. I was like, at the end of the game, there was like no other side quest that I could do to level up and put points into the and of course you can there's like something some implant or like there's a person in in the map where you can go to that person and they basically they strip you off of all of your oh um, yeah all of your perks and then you can choose to right but i didn't want to go through that house all like i just set it down to easy and i just went and beat the crap out of this guy Yeah. Well, I think I think at the risk of us turning this into cyberpunk uh, podcast or something, I think it's funny yeah, yeah, yeah. to hear how much we all really like this game when it's so unpopular. But that's kind of funny to me. I mean, yeah, going yeah, yeah. back to Grand Theft Auto, yeah, Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> even three, the cop system is better than the cop system in Cyberpunk, which is kind of yeah. sad. <laughs> that's like, true. The, the cops are horrible in Cyberpunk. Yeah, that 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 is true. Yeah, that is yeah. true. Yeah, they just appear out of nowhere. Yeah. Like what's well, going yeah. on? Well, speak the Rockstar launcher though to say I am a test of what's going on here i'm returning i'm just refunding my game if i don't hear from them in 48 hours they said i'm gonna go through paypal because this is just and i never <laughs> the last game i refunded was anthem that was the last game i was very wow. very it wouldn't even run on my computer oh, man I, I don't blame you oh, anthem was God. such a big bust what a piece of crap that game was anyway switch was the best selling console of october and metroid dread sets new franchise record which is surprising because awesome. last month ps5 broke switches 33 month streak so now and we can the very it. next month switches right back to top dude it. no matter if people are fans <laughs> of nintendo or not you can't you can't deny man that they're just a, a powerful force man it's just yeah yeah their games sell like 30 to 40 million each it's just nuts man it, I, it's just unheard yeah. of I, I i have i have very mixed feelings when it comes to nintendo because yeah, obviously I, I grew up I grew up playing their consoles and i've always loved them but man their consoles are so weak yeah like, yeah and people say, oh, yeah, but there's something about developing the games in-house for your own platform. And it's true. I mean, sure. like, look at what they do. They squeeze every ounce right. of power from their console. Odyssey is beautiful. Zelda's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. man, if you just put a, a little bit more effort know, and you put I those agree. games in the higher power consoles, oh, you're getting a much better version. Look at Metroid Dread. It doesn't matter how good it looks on that OLED display. It's not going to look better right. than what I have right. on my PC. Exactly. Forget about it. Like, I'm running this thing at 5K, like 100 <laughs> FPS. Like, come on. That's so, <laughs> no way. So, no, I totally agree with what you're saying. I just... Yeah. I wish we could just get like a test run. Like just try it out. Because I remember last time they did a console that was as powerful as the other. It was GameCube. 
and GameCube sold like crap, even though I loved GameCube. So I, yeah, I almost I wish we could do like a test run. Like, let's just see. Make a really powerful system. Let's see. If you're if we're if we're wrong, then we're wrong. But, well, what's man. funny, we Wii U came out when 360 and PS3 were still right, out. Right. And it was technically a little stronger than those. No, a little so bit, it yeah. had one yeah. year to be in technically the strongest. <laughs> to be system. at the front. <laughs> And, and it then sold next year crap. they came oh out God. the new systems and then it was i so don't like the wii man that's my least favorite <laughs> console <from. laughs> yeah i just I, there, there's something about me and like uh the all the gimmicky right, like right. uh the, the motion, control. motion motion controls man no that turns me off so bad it's so funny you like vr too- huh do you like vr I do, but as a side thing, right. now, it's not like I, I don't even see it as a, like main hardcore g- gaming. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's me it's either, a side right, gig. Yeah. You know, it's like let me just have some fun and play some Beat Saber with my wife. Right, right. Like, I mean, she hates uh, gaming in general, but she <laughs> loves Beat Saber. There you go. Because I mean, it's such a blast to play. You know, th- those are the kind of things I like to do. It's a lot of fun. VR. I was just thinking because of the controllers, you know, and the little gimmicky there. But you know. yeah, but it's it's a little bit different though because when you put on that head. Said you're there, right? Yeah, like you're, yeah. you're more immersed, you know. Like for sure. With the Wii, basically, what I use my Wii, you know what I use my Wii for? When I felt lazy and I couldn't go to the gym, I put like the <laughs> Wii, uh, Wii sports, yeah. and I did some boxing and I sweat like crazy. That's it. That's what I use the Wii for. That's so funny. Now, do you have a Switch? Huh? Do you have a Switch right now? Still? I do. I do. Okay. It's just collecting so, dust somewhere. One thing <laughs> I am only using it for, which I agree, is collecting dust. Now that we have, I hate saying it, but this Switch emulator is so awesome now. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it just makes me want to play everything on there. Shimagami Tensei Five. I'm playing on there because I'm like, okay, well, I want to play 4K60. Why do I want to awesome. play like 72030 when I can play 4K60? Right. right. You know what I mean? Anyway, but. The fitness game, Ring Fit Adventure, is yeah. genuinely amazing. I do I'm have sure that. I use it. I love it. I'm telling you, like on, you the, should, on, the, on the Switch. Yes, you should look into oh, that. Oh, okay. Uh, it's, I'll look into it. Uh, a lot of people like it's one of the top sold Switch games. Actually, I think it's, it's in huge, the top man. five. It's very popular. Cool. It's hard kind of find though. So good luck on that side. It's, it's still selling like hotcakes, but still I would recommend well. that. I'm telling you, look up some YouTube videos of just different fitness guys playing with it and describing it. You'll you'll see what I mean. It's very it's, impressive. They've sold 11 million yeah. units, and it's not even a main franchise. So there must yeah, be something yeah. to it that yeah. people like. Wow, yeah, that, that's that's a those are big numbers. It's crazy man. My kid uses it every day, and I feel bad because I want I should be using it. I need to be more motivated because I want to work out, and it's a great workout. But man, it kills me. You have to do like sit ups, push ups, like uh, weird. It's genuine workout routines that that okay. it makes you do. So it ain't. No- That's pretty good because you know you're, you know you're getting your workout done and you're also having some fun at the yeah, same time exactly. do, doing things that we like. You know, just playing video games and getting getting in shape. Agreed. It's yep. uh, very yeah. cool. Uh, and Metroid Dread here before we move on, but. 854,000 copies sold just in October. Come on, people, buy that game. Yeah, that's that's pretty... <laughs> Don't listen to me. Forget about my my, my, my sweet emulator. Just go buy the game. <laughs> we need more Metroid. Agree, you know? agree. No, I, do, I think how, how does the saying go? Don't do as I say. Don't do as I do. Do as I say. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, come on, please. Yeah, no, <laughs> buy the game. That's not, that's not bad. That's a, pretty, that's a very good start. I mean... I don't want to play on the Switch anymore, but... <laughs> 
there, there's a lot of Switch owners out there who love their Switch. Please buy this game. The reason why I played it on my Switch is not because I agree with both of you. Yeah, it's I have a computer that can run it really high, right? But it's just because of my lifestyle right now. It's just so convenient when I'm at work, yeah, when I'm when the kids go to freaking gym or lunch or something. I have my Switch there. They're like. Mr. Aglano, you have a Switch? I'm like, yeah. They're like, what do you play, Fortnite? I'm like, no, I don't play Fortnite. Get out of here with that. Come on, I play a Metroid Dread, baby. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, that's right, a good start. Right. Good start. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next up here, Outriders. They're doing a presentation. They're revealing the next big update called uh, Colossal. And Does it's a free update. This? They did it uh, November 15th, which is already passed at this point. Now, me, I did play Outriders, and I did okay. beat it, and I did enjoy it. Now, okay. it's no, like, I'm not throwing in my game of the year or anything like that. Right. But it's a solid eight for me. I did really okay. enjoy it. And I am going to play this new update because it's actually a ton of new content added. I think it got way more crapped on than what it deserves. I don't really don't understand. Did, you, did any of you even play it? Because it's no. quite a good game. It, no. I didn't play it. It just didn't really look that interesting to me. I don't know. It's just... I just yeah when, when when it's a game that is like multiplayer only or or no, mainly single player I didn't play with anybody else I went through oh, the okay, whole okay. game no. by myself and didn't even once play with any any other player <laughs> but but isn't that maybe I'm mistaking it with another game isn't that game like maybe you can play it as single player but isn't it supposed to be like um mostly multiplayer yeah, i don't know maybe i'm talking better you know how like the division is also like that you can play through it by yourself but it really helps exactly play with others. but then it sucks to play by yourself so but the division does kind of suck to play by yourself this game did it really well to where it wasn't enjoyable okay. to play by yourself okay, good. and that's the big differentiate between the two is like yes it is technically game as a service sort of deal but you really can play it by yourself and really can enjoy it. Also, Colin, uh, on Colin's Last Stand or whatever, he's also saying the same thing, and I agree with him. Like, it's actually his favorite game of the year. He already said that. He's like, honestly, oh, wow. that's my game of the it's year. Big um, but he he played it the same way I did. He just played it by himself all the way through. And I it, it has a good story. It's really fun gameplay. It's really fun because you get so many cool powers. I never it's like Gears of War with way cooler powers <laughs> like okay. i can i can cause like fire rocks to shoot halfway across the map or i can shoot this big laser at people it, it's really fun i don't know i i enjoyed it and it got crapped on a lot but a lot of people that were playing it were people that play multiplayer and they're having disconnect issues and a lot of issues with playing with the friends and all of this mess i didn't even touch any of that i really just played yeah. single player and went through the game i heard they so, had a lot of issues stuff like that but. exactly so i think that's why but it, hey, if you just want to play by yourself, I think you should. Anyway, okay, fair enough. So I, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but since we're on the topic, yeah, just real quick, give me your goalie so far. What's oh, your wow, game of the wow. year so far? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of you, I want to hear oh, it from man. You. So if I'm, you already heard mine. If I'm so. thinking of just like the first game that comes to my head, it's probably Metroid, to be honest. And I really like I haven't sat down and really thought about it because I'm waiting till we do our end of the year stuff. Of course. But and Halo, yeah. But Metroid is like my my go to. But then like when I think of how much fun I'm having with Halo, the multiplayer, and it's just like I. I I don't know. I'm it, very it's curious about his campaign, and we're just around the corner, so we really. But the don't campaign know. could be crap, and I. No, I, I would know, still. I, know, I, know. I would I'm still, still probably. God, but yeah, I'd say Metroid, man. I, I haven't had that much fun, and I was so happy that they made it a very challenging game. That they weren't scared to do that, like Nintendo. Everyone's like, "Oh, good, good. kid game." Yeah. No, this game was pretty brutal. Like these bosses were tough. 
I, I don't want to go too far into it, but that's probably yeah. my go-to my answer. My struggle is Metroid Dread, Tales of Arise, or Guardians of the Galaxy, and I can't pick between the three. I'm having oh, a, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah I'm having a really hard so time picking between those three. I love all three pretty equally. So I'm gonna have a really like, difficult I, I'm, time. I'm sure I'm sure that if I had played through uh, Metroid Dread, I'm sure it would have been my game of the year. Yeah. Like, no question. Like yeah. I know that with, a, without having finished sure, it. Yeah. Sure. I just haven't been able to yeah, it's, I just stopped playing it for the reasons I told you. So Tim, no But I'm sure yeah, I'm sure it's gonna be my yeah. <laughs> No Metroid in your three that you mentioned there, huh? No, 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 I did. Well, you That's what Dread oh, tells okay. yeah. rise. That's the oh, first Gordon. one he said. Yeah, I was about to be shocked. I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm so, I'm so glad to hear like both of you, you picked yeah, Metroid yeah, Dread, yeah. and and I, I also, I'm not done with it yet, but I'm about halfway through Guardians, and man, it's pretty awesome. I really, really, love I it. love it too. I just yeah. beat it like two days ago. Oh, nice! Oh my nice. god, it was so good. Oh, I, I love the game so it. much, yes, man. I'm crazy. only like, well, only eleven hours in, yeah, like yeah. almost twelve hours. But I'm really People I'm having a blast. Being in 15 hours. It took me Jeez. 23 hours. So yeah, I, it might take me around that time too because I take my sweet time. Yeah. I, I like to explore every nook like and cranny. I like to talk to them. I like to hear them. I like to check all the secrets. Yeah, yeah. And I, it's so hilarious because that's what I do in every right. single single player game like i always explore every nook and cranny and now in this freaking game you have like the people in your group they're just they, you know they they're just uh, uh making fun of you because of this they, they're like oh no he's going off on the wrong on the wrong path again like what are you doing <laughs> wait till you get towards the end they really start grinding into you about that. It's really funny. Yeah. They get like genuinely pissed off towards the end. <laughs> because, <laughs> anyway, it's awesome. It's awesome. But uh, it's such a good game. I'm, I love the banter between the characters. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, I was a fan of the movies, but the game, now I really care about Guardians of the Galaxy way more than I ever yeah. imagined I would. All right, fellas, I got to dip out real quick. If you want, okay. if you want, just just keep going. I mean, it's fine. I don't mind. Okay. We, we, can, we, can, we can wait for you. You said it's like 10 minutes well, or so. I don't. Only reason I say keep going is I don't mind if you guys talk about this stuff right here. I don't want to miss the main topic, obviously. And I'll only be about right. 10, 15 minutes. But I figure it'll make sense for us with okay. the timing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Did you ever watch X-Men, that old cartoon? No, no. Okay. Oh, okay. So maybe I did, but man, let me tell you, I have a terrible memory. <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't remember like most of the things I watched in the, in the nineties or like even in the two thousands. Well, it was one of my favorite shows ever as a kid. And they're actually adding a whole brand new season to the, to the X-Men 96. So it went from like 94 to 96 and now they're calling it X-Men 97. And basically they're okay. continuing on with that series that they stopped in the 90s which i think is like has anyone ever even done something like this before this is pretty wild i yeah, can't even no, think I'm, of a single example where somebody brought back a show from the 90s and just made a new season yeah if I, if i watch it i don't remember like there's this you know like now the we have the matrix 4 coming out soon so i did a rewatch of the original trilogy like you know they they, they have a like remaster with you know better yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, resolution or whatever in HBO Max. So I rewatched the whole thing because I want to be fresh for the for the new movie that's coming out. Man, I didn't remember a single thing. Like I saw the whole trilogy again. I didn't remember anything. That's kind of cool though to get to experience it for the first time again. Almost. That's pretty neat. Huh? Yeah, it was like watching it for the first time. Yeah. I'm actually a huge, huge, huge Matrix fan. Like I think they may be my favorite movies. Like period. 
Wow, I'm that's a pretty huge cool. fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm oh, I'm so excited. Like I think it's Christmas Day or maybe a day or before or after Christmas is when the fourth one's coming out. So yeah, I'll, I'll be curious to see if I can watch it on day one because I have HBO Max, but HBO Max right now is only available in the U.S. And even though I'm living, I'm, I'm living in New York State right now. Yeah. But for the holidays, I'm gonna be in Italy. So uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch that without a VPN. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, when are, when are you coming back? Uh, 15th of January. So it's oh, probably it's still, yeah. still going to be, yeah, but it's it probably still going to be available on HBO Max because what they do is they release the movies on the app and then they leave it there for like a month or almost a month. And then they just take it down from the service and put it on in movie theaters only because I'm going to be at my in-laws and they, their Wi-Fi is really crappy. So okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm going to be watching that thing at 720p instead of 4K, you know. So we'll see. I I guess I wouldn't want to do that because that's such a big, important movie. I wouldn't want to. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's such a like a visual fest, you exactly. know, like I want to see every little pixel and like <laughs> all the details. I want to see everything. Well, I was about to say, do you have a way to play a 4k blu-ray but you do because the ps5 so yeah well uh, yeah oh yeah but i don't really buy the the discs i don't i, either, I watch everything digital. but i really want to for this movie you know what i mean i tried it on uh in the uh, with the avengers movies i bought a couple of the blu-rays and man it doesn't matter how good your wi-fi is or, it does make or a difference. your your ethernet it makes a difference yeah. because you know when you stream something uh there's always going to be some compression yeah. and just watching that thing on from the disc it makes it makes a difference <laughs> but but yeah i'm happy enough with uh, how it looks when you know when you when you have like some decent uh internet speed you know it looks it looks good enough all right well i'm going to go into this the Xbox did a 20th anniversary event and mm-hmm. they did a whole bunch of bat compat stuff. But what's really sad is this last bunch here, it's like 72 games and they're pretty much stopping and not adding any more games. Now they are still saying that they're going to still do like FPS boost on certain games. So I don't know if you even know much what's going on with back compat with Xbox, but basically FPS boost, like if a game's 30 FPS and it was stuck that way on consoles, they're now adding the ability to make it run 60. Or if it ran 60, even run 120. So they're going back and updating these older games with better frame rates. Yeah. On top of also just being able to play it, period. I just really badly wish PlayStation went down this rabbit hole because... I really badly want to play Metal Gear Solid 4. Oh my god. So Oof, so is... badly. And I it's... I try to play on PS now and I just I can't. It's like 20 FPS. It looks horrible and I'm like I I can't do this. Man, it's such a shame because we have some really good gems that are trapped exactly. in those old consoles that um, I no one no one owns anymore. I mean, at least I I mean, I haven't seen a PS3 in like more than 10 years. <laughs> So it, it sucks, man. I, I wish I'd, I was able to, you know, one good thing about PC gaming, uh, I don't want to be like, oh, the PC Master Race or whatever. But one good thing about PC gaming no, is game preservation. Yeah. All these games that are basically stuck on PS3 and we can't play them because there's really no, you know, and even PS2 and PS, like no PS1. And then with PS2, maybe there's 40 titles and that's about it. PlayStation has really really good legacy like nintendo and nintendo's also doing really dumb with their legacy stuff too right now currently but 
anyway, they're <laughs> but PlayStation's doing far worse. I don't know why they're not giving love to these like masterpieces that are just sort of yeah. stuck there and we would love to be able to play in the systems. And so it's really weird that Xbox, I mean it's awesome. They're the ones like leading the charge on all of this and just like taking the work and getting all these games running. And not they're not just, oh, it's playable, right? Like with a PS2 game, oh, we clean it up a little bit. Like these are like 4K frame rates perfect, if not up in the frame rate of them. I mean, they're they're really putting in the work on tons of titles. They have I think over a thousand titles already supported. And then they just added their last little 72 here. And then it's pretty much done, but there's a lot of big bangers in here. I'm not going to go through and list every one of them here. Cause it's like 72, but I'm going to list the ones <laughs> that I feel are really important and glad they're here. So like beautiful Katamari cloning Clyde. I don't know if you ever played that, but that was a really awesome Xbox arcade game. Did, <laughs> were you, uh, 360 days. Did you have an Xbox 360? I did. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I had the 360 because back then uh, there was no like day and date on on PC. You know, like yeah, this yeah. play play everywhere uh, initiative. That's something that is more Pretty recent. New. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's something that came out with the, with the Xbox One, and um, uh, I remember that I I, I bought a, a 360. I also bought an Xbox One at launch. And then, like halfway through the Xbox One life cycle, they came out with this uh, Play Everywhere. Dead or Alive Ultimate, Dead or Alive 3, Dead or Alive 4, um, Disney's Chicken Little. That's very important. Uh, <laughs> the Fear franchise, so Fear, Fear 1, Fear 2, Fear 3, Fear Files, uh, Gladius. I don't know if you know what that game is, but that was like super hidden gem on Xbox. It's like almost like a, uh, it's a tactics game, like Fantasy Tactics sort of deal but um got amazing reviews and but barely sold any copies uh gun hmm. valkyrie another like hidden gem uh this, so they were really going pretty deep into like what are games that a lot of people love but even though they didn't really sell many copies maybe not really that popular so i i, I love when companies do that too when they support something that even though maybe yeah. not many people know of but the few that do it's like those cult hits you know um it really shows they uh, they care about. Uh, uh, that's some pretty sweet uh, fan service, you know, for the exactly. people that actually liked those games back then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Manhunt, the whole Max Payne series, so Max Payne one, two, and three. Which Max Payne three, that was a game that sort of came and gone, and no one really cared much about it. But I thought it was amazing. I don't know if you ever played. Uh, I started it, but I never got to beat it. <laughs> Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe, MX vs. ATV Alive, MX vs. ATV Untamed, the original Nier that was on 360, that mm -hmm. is 4K60 now, which is really awesome. I know there's Nier uh, Replicant now, but it's still cool to be able to go back and play the original. Um, mm -hmm. Oddworld, Munch's Odyssey, that was like a classic original Xbox game. I remember playing like the demo disc of that when I first got my Xbox. Atogi and Atogi 2, basically those were from software games back before obviously started going down the rabbit hole of Demon Souls and everything. I think these were like pretty much right before because uh, after Atogi 2, PS3's out, and then he starts working on Demon's Souls. And so yeah. these are games are right before then. You can definitely tell that it's the same sort of company there and uh, same devs. 
And then Red Dead Revolver. That's awesome. Ridge Racer 6. Ryzen. Ryzen 2. Sacred 2. Skate 2. uh, Some SpongeBob titles. A bunch of Star Wars Mm -hmm. games. Uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars. Shout out to that. I really love that game. Uh, Original Xbox. Time Splitters 2. Time Splitters 3. uh, Viva Pinata. Party Animals. Now... Those are just the games added. A bunch of games that got FPS boost. This is really, really cool. So like the original Assassin's Creed, that's always just been 30 FPS on consoles. That's now 60. That's awesome. Uh, Alan Wake was always 30. Now it's 60. Now I know they just did that remake. remake kind of, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Darksiders, 60 FPS now. Dead Space 2, Dead Space 3, 60 FPS now. Which makes me really want to play Dead Space 2. That's like Man, I'm dying to jump back in, but I'm holding <laughs> off because I know that they, there's the remake coming out. Uh, coming yeah, out soon. Yeah. Well, hopefully soon. We'll see. No, it's the remake of the first, though, so maybe you could just get away with playing the second then. Because who knows yeah. if that will ever happen. So I think I am going to jump into Dead Space 2, 60 FPS. That just sounds awesome. Dragon Age Origins, Dragon Age 2. Elder Scrolls Oblivion, 60 FPS on consoles. That's pretty cool. Uh, Fear, Fear 3, uh, 60 FPS now. Fable Anniversary, so the first Fable game is now 60 FPS. Fable 3 and 2 are now 60 FPS. Fallout 3 is now 60 FPS. Sorry to interrupt, but you asked me earlier if I bought a a PS3. I bought a, a, a 360. I bought a 360 for Fable 2. Oh, nice, like, nice. That, that game, man, that, it was amazing. I just had the, such oh, a good time playing that game. I never played Fable 2 or 3. I only played the first one. I loved ah, it, okay, okay. but I didn't have a 360. I had a, I was a PS3 dude, so I never oh, went and played them. But now that they're 60 FPS, yeah, makes me really want to go and play them. No, Fable 2 is definitely the best in the series. This awesome. is not even, yeah, Objectively, is the better game in this year. Even, even really? though I like one, one's yeah. amazing, yeah, yeah. No, one is amazing. Even three, to some degree, is actually pretty good. But two is on is on another level. Cool. Like cool. two, it's just like it's a must. I tried to play two. Um, it was a few months ago, but it was like thirty FPS, and I was just like gross. And I nah, no, off. no. But no. now with the update to now sixty, yeah, I want to give that a shot. Uh, Fallout 3 on consoles being 60 FPS. That's a, that, I think that's a pretty big deal. Same with Fallout New Vegas. That's now 60 FPS. Far Cry 3, 60 FPS. Uh, Final Fantasy 13 2 and the Lightning Returns, the last one of 13. Now, Final Fantasy, are you into Final Fantasies? I am, but not, I'm not like the biggest fan. Like, my Got favorite it. is 9 uh, on PS1. And after that, to me, it, I don't know. I. I haven't really like fallen in love with any of the, the the newer games. To me, they're more they're kind of whatever. I I do like them, but they they don't hit nearly as hard as like those PS one like seven, eight, or nine. I think those are nine. Like, nine to me was that yeah. was my jam. I love that game. Nice. The other one after nine that I actually also liked quite a bit was um, twelve. Not X2, 12. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, 12 is yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's a, it's all about the setting, I guess. Like, the, the setting in 12 was amazing. That's, that's like one of those games that stood out for me from the PS2 uh, library. I loved that game when it came out. It was when amazing. that game came out, 360 was already out. But I really thought it looked incredible. I was like, this almost looks like an HD game. Like, I know it's not, but the graphics were far superior to anything else on PS2. 
Yeah, was, it looked amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All the Gears of War games, the Gears of War 1, 2, 3, Judgment, and the newer Ultimate Edition of the first one, all 60 now. That is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Let's see here. Mirror's Edge is now 60. <laughs> Sonic All-Stars Racing Transformed, 60. Sonic Generation, 60. Sonic Unleashed, 60. That's pretty much the highlights from that. But I love that they, like, Elder Scrolls Oblivion, for example, now 60. I was very shocked about that because I bet, I bet a lot of these games, like, if you were to just, like, oh, now it's running 60, you would feel they'd be breaking left and right. And they do say that on a lot of their, like, interviews, if you read. They say, no, you, you, they had to put a lot more work than what you would think to get these, like, running well. It's not just a button and now it's 60, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I, I've noticed that some of those uh, Bethesda game uh, games, mostly Elder Scrolls and, uh, and Fallout. Yeah. And also, and also the same thing goes with uh, games from, uh, from software. If you go above 60 FPS, you can do that. But I mean, not, not in all games, but in it, it most games on PC, you can do that, but it completely breaks the physics. Yeah. So for those games, I always just use VSync or just don't use VSync, but then, you know, limit the frame rate to 60 mm. um, because you get the, you get like very weird physics and then the whole game just it becomes messy and it breaks. And they just announced too that Elden Ring isn't going to go above 60. I hear that too, and I mean it sucks, but hey, man, it is yeah, what it is. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Uh, I, I'm already used to it from from software. I mean, yeah, it yeah. just sixty is what they, you know, that's that's the that's what they go with, and I'm okay with that. I mean, uh, to be honest, I I always want to be above a hundred, you know, a hundred FPS or more, but sixty, it's okay. Sixty is more than playable for me. Uh, for me, that, but that's the bare minimum. Like 30 is unplayable. <laughs> like I'm not playing a game on 30 FPS. I don't care what anyone says. I, I'm not playing that. But, but 60, but you, can't, but you can't notice, you know, eyes can't look past 30. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. You know, uh, man, look, I, I know that you're also into PC, but I, I'm just like, there's so many like console only gamers, like people mm -hmm. who refuse to play on PC. And I'm glad that they're getting a chance to see what 60 FPS feels like now on ps5 on, right. on the xbox series x because those were those were the same people that used to say that the human eye couldn't see past 30 fps and now they're like oh my god this is amazing no and i i'm gonna wait for this game yes, to get yes. the 60 fps patch to play so now they agree with us and when if they for at some point they try the pc and they see a game running at 120 fps or more they're gonna be like oh no i don't want to play a 60 anymore that's just how it is. The human eye can totally see it. If you don't know any better, if you've only been playing at 30 FPS, you're going to say that. Of course you're going to say that. And even when you see a video on YouTube or whatever, everything is being compressed. Yeah, you can't you're probably tell. not seeing the correct frame rate. Yeah. And maybe the, game, the, the video itself was uploaded at, at 120 uh, FPS, but your display can only, uh, you know, it caps at 60 or something. So, there's so many variables. Exactly. You have to see it. You have to see it running with your own eyes. And, you know, same, you know, like with Halo recently, Halo Infinite, when I saw the tra the trailers, I, I usually stay away from trailers but because I, I don't want any spoilers. But I saw, like, people playing the, the multiplayer and whatever. Like, I saw the videos on, on YouTube. I'm like, okay, the game looks decent. It's, you know, nothing mind-blowing. It, it looks decent. But I know better than this. I know that this is a YouTube video. When I actually see the game on my rig, it's going to look amazing. Sure enough, yeah. I saw that thing running on my ultra-wide monitor, 3440 <laughs> by 1440, 100-plus FPS. I'm like, this is amazing.
God, uh, I really wish you could be playing with us because we are all over it right now. I'm telling you. You I've been playing it today. I've been playing it yesterday. I can't stop. It's so good. Man, I wish. I really wish I could jump (laughs) in. Just like I'm having those issues with the PC and also I'm like now uh, I'm really like knee deep into the semester. So things are crazy right now which is probably going to be a problem for me when Halo comes out, because when Halo comes out, a few days later, I'm flying to Italy and I'm going to be there for vacation. Yeah. And I have a really nice gaming laptop, but I don't want to play that game on a laptop. But I want to play it in, the, <laughs> in this huge 20 by 9 aspect ratio that yeah, I have in yeah. front of me right now. Yeah. How big is your screen? Because I have two curved monitors the, that are 34 inches. This little beast right here, this is a beast, 14 inches only. And it's a beast. It has the RTX 3070. Oh wow! The, the yeah, the right the Ryzen 5900 HX. This is a beast. I can play all the games I play here, like AAA games, 100 plus FPS wow. with uh, it's 1440p, like 2560 by by 1440. So realistically, I mean, all you need is a good screen to hook it up to, and you'll be good. No. Yeah, but the thing is, I mean, this screen is amazing. Like, I love the screen on the laptop. Well, but, I just mean but, being able to sit back and really, like, oh, yeah, yeah. be able to take. Like, yeah. you, could, you could just grab your laptop and then just hook it up to a screen somewhere else. But, yeah, but knows, that's, I doubt they have a nice screen. You know? Exactly. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. I mean, this thing, this screen I have in front of me now, this is like, this is the Acer 35. Um, uh, it has a thousand nits of brightness, like pure HDR. Okay. It has like 21.9 uh, aspect ratio, <laughs> 3440 by 1440, 200 hertz refresh rate. This is a beast. This, nice. this is my baby. Nice. So a game like Halo, I do not want to miss out on playing okay. on this yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah. going to have to just, uh, you know, just suck it up and wait until I get back. <laughs> Uh, to play the game because I don't, yeah. The boys. And here comes Rudy. We, we were just gushing about Halo. That's all. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect timing. <laughs> all right, great. Um, can I th- throw a 30 seconds in there real quick? Give my yeah, opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I think this game is fantastic. I have been playing some, uh, I played with Tim the other night, but then I played with some other. It just feels like we're living in like 2007 again. Like I'm back, yeah, I'm getting yeah. online with the boys, we're playing ranked matches. You know, where you're calling out, hey, you know, low shield, round the corner, at the stairs. Oh, it's just great. It's great. And then people are playing GTA. Like, this feels like this is like 15 years ago or something. It really, truly <laughs> does feel like an old time. But, yeah, great game, man. Very fun. But remember, it's still in beta. Remember that because people are, yes. like, getting upset about Why isn't like, this here? Why isn't that here? It's beta. Right, just, right. It, this it's is, not this out to really December early. 8th. They were just trying to, like, do something nice for people. And of course, yep. you know, no one could ever be happy. So yeah, yeah, that's why I'm I'm not making a big fuss about all the uh, the the game breaking stuff I'm I'm dealing with because you know it's early and uh, oh I, and honestly I don't even I don't even have that time to play multiplayer nowadays unfortunately yeah um, but when they launch that campaign man I'm gonna be all over it and I'm expecting it to run fine because from what I've seen even though this is a beta. When I have the game running, like w- before it crashes, it's running like like a dream. Yeah, I'm never dipping below 100 FPS. Maybe at some point, but it's like I'm getting like 90 FPS or so. So I'm, I'm, I, it mean, runs I don't very know if good. I'm giving my hopes up too much, but I really do have faith it's going to be great. I really yeah. do. Yeah. 
Agreed. But yeah, let's go into what we're playing, what we're watching, all of that fun stuff. So what I'm playing, um, I've been playing, well, I'm, I'm jumping from game to game. Yeah. I can't commit to a single game right now, apparently. But I've been playing a lot of Far Cry 6, you know, for the reasons I, I mentioned earlier. Like, it's really hitting home for me. I really like it. And it's one of those games that I can just, you know, stop playing for a while because I'm busy doing other stuff. And then I can jump right back in. Like, it's not a problem. Like, I won't feel lost or whatever. So, yeah, I'm playing that a lot. You don't have to be all official with a review, but 1 to 10, where are you sitting with this? With Far Cry 6? Yeah. Just so uh, I get a I would, feel of how you're liking it, you know? I would say about an 8, 8 point something. Okay. That sounds about right yeah. for me too, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, a Far Cry is never going to get a 9 for me. Like, okay. right. those are games that I enjoy, but it's like junk food. It's like, yeah, right, you know, right. I understand. There's nothing that, it doesn't have that something special that can take it to a 9 or a 10. Right. Even Far Cry 3, which w was my favorite, um, is still not, a, like, a, in the 9 range. Yep. And that doesn't mean it. I mean, again, I mean, it's a, I'm, no, it's good. If I'm playing, it's good. Trust me, with the little time I have for gaming nowadays, <laughs> if I'm playing something, I'm I'm enjoying it. So yeah. I, I, I'm enjoying, I'm having a blast with the game. But yeah, it's never going to get in the nine range. So 8, 8.5 tops. Yeah. So yeah, I'm playing that. I'm also playing Deathloop, uh, a lot of Deathloop on, on How on far the are PC. you into that? Because I played the first three hours of it and I do like it, but there's a lot of things I also don't like. I'm not seeing it as like the 10 that people are raving about. Right. Now, I think the gameplay's there, like the gunplay, yeah. your skills, all that is like, I see why it gets 10s. Yeah, but I, I, I think I like the the loop of the game. I mean, uh, no pun intended. I, <laughs> I, 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 I just, you know, I, I said that the Far Cry is never going to get in the 9 range. This game is in the 9 range yeah, for yeah, me. Maybe not a 10. Like, I'm not going to say, oh, it's a masterpiece. Right. Like, the best game of the year, but it's definitely in, in the nine range okay. for sure. Um, I'm, sure. I'm having a blast playing it. I mean, I'm just in the, in the beginning, uh, where, where are you at? Maybe it gets better, you know? I'm not that far into it. Like, I'm not like, um, not even, not even halfway through, but, but I'm not at the beginning either. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the more you like, you know, you, you get into it, you're going to start liking it more and more. Yeah. Uh, but it's, so. uh, it's one. Yeah, it's one of those games that I don't want to t be taking too many uh, breaks from it uh, right. because it, you have to get in the zone because, like, no, you you found this new document that tells you, like, oh, this cool thing is going to happen uh, in this place or whatever. And then if you're taking breaks from the game, then when you jump back in, you're going to be like, oh, what was going on? Like, what was happening? <laughs> what was in this document I I, I read when I break, broke into this guy's apartment or whatever? So, so Try to get in the zone as much as possible, okay. and you're gonna you're gonna enjoy it. It's a really okay, cool, cool. Glad to hear that. Uh, you got the the ascent here. I don't even know what oh. that is. What is the ascent? Dude, the I ascent, know. the ascent is like legit one of my top five, maybe top three games of, of the year. Wow, it's amazing. It's like the the top down cyberpunk game oh. that I always wanted. I know. Yeah, that, that's I've what it is. It. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I haven't it played it yet, so, but that looks. So cool. we, we're gonna mention now Guardians of the Galaxy because we're all playing it. But it's like you know, like there's some there's some areas in Guardians of the Galaxy where there, you have like a very cyberpunk ish. I know what uh, you mean. Aesthetic, mm -hmm. yep. right? Yep. It, it brought me back to the to the ascent. It's like the same kind uh, of what was level the design. What uh, nowhere, right? When you are nowhere. Nowhere, in exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. very vibey like that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So the nowhere. Think of nowhere as a section of the ascent, basically. Cool. Cool. It looks yeah. beautiful. It's just that the ascent is like top down. It's a top down view, but it's actually shooters. Though. Yeah. Really I'm actually. 
honestly, this again, this goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like, you know, when it comes to, for, for instance, Forza, like I'm not a racing guy, but, you know, everyone is saying people that are not into racing, they get into that. Yeah. So The Ascend is another game that I'm not typically into those kinds of games. Like when a, when a game looks top down, uh, if it's not an RPG, like one of those old school, like, you know, um, like Dragon Age, uh, the first one, like yeah, like the first Dragon Age, yeah. uh, for example. Like I love those games, like Baldur's Gate. Those games are great, but for the most part, even mo- mostly the twin twin shooters, is that what they oh, call the it? Twin like stick shooters, shooter. yeah, yeah, twin stick shooters. I really, I'm not a huge fan of those games, but right. man, the Ascent is something else. Awesome. Like I really, really, really enjoy it. Like legit, is it an RPG? It has a lot of RPG elements. Okay, okay. yeah. I would say, yeah, I, I would say you can definitely call it an RPG. Yeah, there's a Wait, lot of story or no? There's a lot of story, but the story, I, in that is the the one weakness of the game. Like I don't really care about what's going right, on. Right. Like they, you just have people just just giving you random orders. <laughs> like, hey, go do this for me. Go do that. So this the story is like pretty meh, but everything else is top notch. Cool. Like, Cool. Is it is yeah. it a, a real time game or is this a turn based game? It's like a no no real time real time real oh, time okay. and frenetic like the gameplay is okay. just like the, the 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 shooting in the game is like Mark House level kind of uh, frenetic. That's what I was just yeah. thinking of those guys. Okay yeah okay yeah, right, yeah cool. it's a lot of fun man. You have a lot of cool guns and yeah it's amazing. It's well, a really I'm, good. I'm game. gonna play it then because I have game. I was gonna say glad he brought there. that one up because I haven't. I haven't oh, I so it. highly and recommend it. I'm really trying to find those games before the year ends to throw into discussion for game of the year, and may, this could be one. You know, you seem okay. pretty hyped oh, you, on it. Yeah, I can almost guarantee you're gonna love the game. I mean, awesome. it's awesome. really, really okay. good. Yeah, great, great. All right, and then yeah, other than that, I'm just uh, well, I'm still replaying the um, uh, Resident Evil Village because I love that game so much. Yeah, it's my game, game of the year. Awesome game. Like, okay. Bar Cyberpunk, okay. that's my game of the year. Resident Evil Village. I love the game. Good choice. It was great. Just having a blast with the game. I'm, You're saying I'm, Village of Shadows playthrough. What is that? Village of Shadows is like the super crazy highest difficulty. Uh, but I don't... Okay. Yeah, I'm only doing it because I'm like... Uh, I like the game so much that I want to get all the achievements. And this is something that I typically don't... I, I don't like to fall into this rabbit hole of uh, following the achievements or trophies right. in PlayStation because I used to be a trophy hunter before and it just it takes up so much of your time yeah. and I don't have any time. I want to be playing new games. Okay. Right. But this but this game in particular, I liked it so much that I'm just like trying to get like everything, like all the um, all, all the all the achievements and everything. Very so I'm cool. playing through the, the highest difficulty and it's a blast, man. And I'll be curious uh, to know uh, did you have you guys played it? Uh, yeah, I've, I just I just started. So you just started, know. okay? Yes. And you played it. it. I played it all the way through, and I, I had a blast. I I have my critiques here and there, but overall, I really really enjoyed the game. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I I, I would say I'm I was asking because I I wanted to get your opinion on something because sure. I hear a lot of people saying, "Well, it's not that scary." Like werewolves don't really scare me. <laughs> I'm on the opposite side. Like <laughs> I wouldn't say that the game is as scary as previous like hardcore like old school Resident Evil games. But werewolves, they scare me more. They scare me more than freaking zombies. Because yeah. guess what? You see a zombie here, you can turn your back, right, run, right. and they're never gonna catch you. These werewolves, they're so fast. They're gonna catch you. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm running. Oh my god! Yeah, like I'm yeah. running. Oh my god! And I don't have any ammo. And I look behind me. And I, uh, 
I'm five hours in, and I was very scared. Whenever I, yeah. whenever I had the werewolves, I was way more scared of them than zombies. I'm with I you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to spoil anything, and I definitely won't because I know Tim's still playing it. But well, first of all, the Benavent House. I know what you're gonna oh, say. Oh my god. Yep. You yeah. do it, right? You do it <laughs> oh my play. god, it's amazing. That, that was- house terrified me. I was playing yeah. that game at maybe like. The kids had gone to bed. My wife was sleeping. It was like 11 at night. I'm like, all right, I got I got some coffee. I got in my chair. I'm like, yes, I'm going to stay up all night. Dude, I turned the game off at like midnight and switched to something else. I was like, I can't. This is too scary, man. I can't play this this late at night. Like, And, and that was one of like a few parts. I think Resident Evil 7 starts off way more terrifying. But this game, yeah. this game, the theme, like, like Mario was saying, like, the lichens and all that stuff, yeah, that's way more creepy to me. Like zombies are yeah, zombies. Really, I mean, yeah, you know. zombies are dumb. You can just right. run away from them. With this werewolf, you have no way out. Yeah, you know? yeah. When you first start the game, they're so fast you can't even dodge them in the in the, Man. the weeds and stuff. When I started on my first playthrough, I started in the hardest difficulty, not village of shadows, because that's something you have right, to right, unlock right. after. Okay. Yeah, but the highest before that. Right. And like the very first section of the game, I couldn't get through. I'm like, oh what the hell is God. going on? It was so tough. It's so creepy. Yeah. And they just do a good job of giving you like that anxiety feeling, but but not like yeah. to an obnoxious level, like not like the whole um. Mr. X and Resident Evil 2. It wasn't like that. But just yeah. like when I'm in the house exploring, when they always come out and they're always popping out, or you see a big werewolf drop, like stuff like that, that they did really well. So well, I was a gigantic fan of Resident Evil 7. I thought that was yeah. seven like, was great. Seven was great. So I'm very happy to play through eight. Yeah, let me tell you something. Village, I, as much as I love it, it's my game of the year, whatever. Yeah. And I love the game, mm-hmm. but I don't want, even, even though I love it, I don't want uh Capcom to make to follow this recipe for the following Resident Evils. Right. I want them to do these kinds of game like seven and eight style or like four because four and seven and right. village are quite similar. They are, they are. I want them to use this style like just every now and then. Like just do a couple of main Resident Evil, like the, the old school kinds of games. Do a couple of change, do a couple of change, do a couple and, of change. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then do one of these. Uh you know, I, I don't know. For me, I'm I'm Resident Evil is one of my top series of all time, and I love cool. the old Resident Evils. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when we got to Resident four, Evil three is actually my favorite. Wow. Yeah, my I favorite I would three. say is one. The first one is okay. it was my. Favorite. I think two, yeah. two is definitely my favorite. Wait, do you mean changing so we're all it up different here? <laughs> do you mean do you mean not you don't want them to stick with this recipe as in what like the first person is that what you mean? Or do you no, mean, I, I don't mind about the first oh, person oh, okay. or third person. I like them either way. What I mean is like... Maybe the I, Ethan Winners getting over that. Okay. No, Ethan Winners, I, I, I hate the character. Yeah, like that, that was, the, that was the, the weakest part of the game for me is yeah. the character. I, I don't like him. But anyway, what I, what I mean is like in the previous games, you felt more claustrophobic yes, it, yes. it was like a more okay. you, you were in more tight spaces and you had to like it was more metro uh, yeah. metro ish yeah. like you had to get this key and then come back yeah, here and then yeah, yeah. that's not something you no. you see that often in in four okay. or or village and i'm talking about those two because those two outside of the main hardcore old school resident evil those two are my favorite yeah. seven i love it i love it too but i'm talking in particular about four and village yeah, okay. I love the games, but they are way different than the formula that yeah. I that I grew up loving about Resident Evil. Right, right. I want to I want to be in those tight spaces. I want to be sure. in those ma- in those creepy mansions where I have to get this key and this item to open right. that and solve this puzzle. And you don't you don't get a lot of that no. in Four or Village. 
You know what I love a ton and no one really talks about much? I yeah. thought Resident Evil Zero was a good happy medium. Resident Evil oh, that's amazing. Love that. I, I love yeah, Zero. Yeah. It had the classic of one through three of like yeah. the puzzles and the that arrangement. And stuff. Yep. Yep. But it also played very new at the same time. I don't know how to describe it. It definitely felt different than the others while still keeping the other side its core. I don't know. It was so it was different enough. Yeah. That yeah, where I, I just I really gravitated towards that. Code Veronica also. Code Veronica is fantastic, by the way. But I think they yeah. can find a good balance. Like give me a make Resident Evil 9 be a game that first of all looks as beautiful as Resident Evil 8 does or Village, which is amazing, right? But then give us some situations where there's the fixed camera angles and then maybe some where it's just first person and then some where yeah. it's a third person over the shoulder. Like why not mix it all up? I know that would take a lot of work, but man, it would be pretty amazing yeah. if they did it. But well, well, in Village they they switched up uh like from one scene to another. Like yeah. you saw like the the house, the Benevento house was very different from yeah. the other areas and and whatnot. Yep. So they switched it up a little bit. So but the only problem with this is like I love I would say 90 percent of the game, 85, 90% of the game to me was a 10 out of 10. Yep. And then there was a part of the game that was like a, a one out of ten. <laughs> you know? Well, I, I don't want to hint. get into spoilers. He has a uh, hint, uh yeah, Heisenberg. Oh, Heisenberg. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. just gonna say that. Okay, okay I know, yeah. I know exactly what we're talking about. Okay. Let's, just, let's just leave it at that. Yeah. It got too crazy. I agree, man. I agree with you. That's probably the weakest part of the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. but but like you said before, the other weak thing is like they're it's like they like they didn't even attempt to give us good puzzles. It's like, okay, so for example, I remember you walk into a room, and this isn't a spoiler, Tim. It's just a, a random puzzle. You walk into a room, the door closes, okay? Oh, my God, I'm trapped in the room. What do I do? You kill an enemy who pops out, and then they drop something, and then you put the thing in, and the door opens. Like, come on, that's the puzzle? Resident Evil? This is the level of puzzles? So I remember, Seven did the same thing. It was it's really just so, It's just lame. Like, I remember Resident Evil, um, maybe one, maybe the remake of one. I remember playing that. And I remember I found some peace. I'm like racking my brain. Where can I put this in? I'm trying all over the place. It wasn't until like five hours later. Oh, yeah. make the connection. That's, and that's what I, I love. About love I love that stuff. I love that. So yeah. these, yeah, these puzzles yeah. were just like. I want to get into this room. Right. And then not being able to solve it. <laughs> right. Go out and do something else. And then like five hours later, read a document somewhere. Yeah, that yeah, say, yeah. Oh, you know, yep. something related to that puzzle. And that's what I love about those yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. And we don't get that with four or village. Right, right. You know? I didn't like that village gave you the illusion of openness. And in reality, it's really not, right? Okay, so you're in this big building. You turn left, door's locked. You go over here, um, a, something had fallen over and blocked it. You go here, yeah. you don't have the knife to, you know what I mean? Like, it's really just leading you down one path. So, uh, but yeah. all, all that being said, I think it's an awesome game. Because, so. yeah, that's yeah. a good point one two and three on original ones you're pretty much staying almost in the same area the whole time yeah but it keeps going deeper deeper layers and you yeah. never realized it when you first started it yep yeah yep. yeah yep. they're just they're awesome games man resident Evil has, has done so <laughs> much good for making great games so just real quick because i i know that we went on in this uh, resident evil rant for way yeah. too long but i just wanted to say because i know that you guys also were playing uh guardians of the galaxy sure. yes let's talk about that yeah it's my second favorite after resident evil so like i love good. this game so, so much good. it's amazing i mean it's the one thing that I wasn't sure about when I saw the, you know, some trailers here and there, I wasn't sure about the the actual combat, like the the shooting and stuff, like playing with the with the uh, Star Lord the whole time. It, the something felt off about it, but now playing it, it's yeah. actually fun. Like yep. I like the combat now. I thought I was gonna hate it. I bought the game because I I wanted to see like. 
I love the anything related to Marvel, like the, okay. the Avengers and whatever. And yeah. I love the movies. Oh, one quick thing before I forget uh, with the movies, it actually takes place immediately after the movies. I thought that was cool. I didn't realize yeah, that. That is cool because they talk about Thanos and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it, it, it takes place immediately after that. So it's very that cool. Yeah, yeah. But man, yeah, I'm having a blast. I'm, I have, you know, it's not perfect by any means. It has some, you know, some things here and there that. What are issues holding? that you're having? I only have one issue with it. And it's kind of small, like the collision. Like you know, how the characters will kind of get like stuck and jittery on like yeah. okay, okay. a cow or like yeah. a character on top of a character. That's the only issue I ever saw, and it's not even an issue. It's kind of funny, and I look over. Yeah, it. I haven't like, really had that issue. My my problem is that I love the banter so much. Yeah, that it really annoys me when you're just walking, <laughs> just progressing, and then they're saying something really cool, but then you took an extra step and you're running into the next cinematic right, scene, right. And, they they, they, they and then they're yeah. cutting off the conversation. Like sometimes that's why uh, that's why I'm, I'm taking so long to play this game because I want to take my sweet time. I want yeah. to hear absolutely to everything they have to say, and mm -hmm. you stop if you stop if you don't move. You're gonna hear like right. ten different right. conversations, <laughs> and, and, and they're saying really cool things, you know. And I want to hear <laughs> yeah. all of it, so yeah. I feel like if I'm taking any step, if I, if I want to progress in the game, I'm missing out. <laughs> I'm missing out on some nice conversations, right. you know. That, you know what like, game did that perfectly, and no other game ever did it before. God of War, the twenty eight. I was just gonna say the same thing. They, yeah, they, yeah. They just up. say, "Hey, let's pick it up the next time or whatever." Yeah, yeah. God of War, did it, it did it so yes. perfect, and it wasn't awkward. It wasn't like some of the older games would do, which is they start the conversation, it interrupts it, and then they just repeat the same thing. Like God of War did it very nicely. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, let's leave that for later. We'll talk about that later, and then they literally would be like, "Hey, so we were saying before, like God." Of it felt natural yeah oh yeah yeah so yeah that that to me is the the, the biggest annoyance but it's okay. not a deal breaker by any means i'm just taking it very slow yeah. yep. i want to hear everything they want to say um also in the nowhere session like the, the yep. there was this issue where i was trying to listen to what the aliens were saying and the volume was like very low, like you can barely hear what this, but I want to hear what they're saying because they're having conversations of their right, own. Right, right. And then I have like the people from my crew, they're starting a conversation too. And I'm hearing <laughs> the conversations from both sides. I'm like, oh no, I'm going crazy. I want to hear everything. Enable subtitles. So there's an option in there where you can enable background uh, talking. Yes. And you can right, right. that and then now that you'll be able to see it. So you do. Yeah, need to do yeah that. I, I should do that. I just yeah. try to avoid the subtitles as much as possible. Keep, keep because the I, UI clean as possible. That's exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't have anything on my UI. Right. If right. I'm getting killed, I don't care. I don't want to see anything. I'm with you. I, I, the way I play games now, if they give me an option, I don't care if I can't see my ammo, my health, whatever. I turn it all off. Everything I can turn off, I turn it off. And it yeah, just makes yeah. me. I care more about the immersion right. than about me dying or not dying. If I die, I restart. That's not a problem. No, it's a good point because I really like to watch their faces as they talk. As weird as that sounds, because you yeah. get way more emotion out of it that way. Yep. You know? yep. Agreed. Then, yeah. then reading at the bottom, and now you're not actually seeing them talk. It you know, yeah. kind of pulls the, the, the other thing that is a little bit annoying, I mean, it's not a, a big deal, but you know, kind of is. As you progress, you start unlocking new uh, outfits for yourself yes. and yeah, for yeah, the other yeah. guardians. And they all suck compared to the original. I don't going. I'm getting out of my way to find all this stuff, and then it's all bullshit. Yeah. Like, all right. I go all right. right back to Finish it. Finish the game, and I will tell you. There's there's maybe one that looked kind of cool, but I still got over it. And <laughs> only one, and it was for Gamora. And it was like, oh, this is a cool little outfit for 
But then I did eventually got tired of it. Nah, the original is still better. Yeah, the original is so that good. was it. The others are actually really bad. Like, yeah. I didn't like a single one. <laughs> oh, and, and another thing that I wanted to bring up about the game, because I, I, I heard this uh, from you know people in, in YouTube and IGN or whatever, they were they, they were saying that the um, Rocket got. He got very upset because they let the. I don't want to spoil anything, so I don't know how. Well, I'm not that. I'm like. Well, I'm probably. Well, right. basically, okay. Well, let me just summarize what I wanted to say. I'm trying to be the best cool, you know, mate that I can be to me Rocket. Too. And right. He's still irritated with me the he whole always time. Always gets irritated. I I can't win him over. Like it doesn't matter how how hard I try, how <laughs> nice I am to him. He's always annoyed at me. So He's just so irritable. I, I think like whatever you do, you know, it's it's just not gonna work. Yep. <laughs> I found out the reason. Let's just say that there there's reason. So okay, okay, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Curious to see what that is later on. <laughs> All right. All right, we're going to get into the main topic of the show with our guest here, Mario. And he's going to explain his deep research into black holes. And very excited. I know very, <laughs> I, mean, I, don't know anything, I don't know anything <laughs> about this, which is very exciting. Because, you know, I want to hear what it is you're even doing exactly and where, you know, your goals are of like as a whole with your company and everything where where what are y'all exactly trying to figure out and do and all of that stuff so uh, i'm just gonna start by saying i'm already regretting the interview because <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing and i don't know what i want to do next <laughs> so this was a terrible idea uh, well, well make, make something up you know no, 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 no. just uh, just kidding i mean it's like at, at times you you do feel like you don't know I'm what sure. you're going but you know it's uh yeah that's that's I how it you. is man it's a struggle i'm currently doing my phd in well, the program is called mathematical modeling. So basically, you, we have people that do models of, you know, like things that have nothing to do with astrophysics. You know, people do modeling of, you know, biomathematics, like, you know, things like cancer research and stuff like that. So there's people that, that are doing all kinds of stuff. But I'm mostly uh, interested in, in astrophysics applications. So in my group, in my research group, we focus specifically uh, in... Um, in uh, black holes, so we do. There's a lot of people in the um, in my astro in the astrophysics department that are doing, you know, neutron stars. You know, other people are doing black holes. Other people are doing, I don't know, they're looking at the pulsar timings and stuff like that. What I do in my research is black holes. So specifically, the the field is called numerical relativity. So it's wow. like a numerical implementation of general relativity, the Einstein's uh, theory of gravity. Right, right. So basically, the bottom line is that the uh, the Einstein equations, right, the, it's all about solving the Einstein equations. Right. The Einstein equations are very complicated. They're so complicated, in fact, that um, in order to solve it, unless you... You know, unless you're looking at a very particular case where you can make some symmetry assumptions, you assume that, oh, I have, a, I'm, I'm looking at this object in the sky and the object has a spherical symmetry and it has no rotation and this and that. Then you can come up with some, you know, what I call analytical solutions, mean, meaning right. those are solutions that you can solve by hand with pen and paper. Very hard to solve them, but it's, <laughs> but it's entirely possible to quick, solve. Quick interjection. Uh, do we ever find out if Einstein was actually a genius or was he just really intelligent? Do we even know to that to that level? Was he uh, actually, I mean, you know, both, you know I mean, people like, a genius. hey, a genius, and they can, they can read a whole book and recite it back or something like that. Right, you know? right, right. Was he, that, was he that far? Do we know? 
I honestly don't know because I admire his work. Obviously, I'm dedicating my yeah, like, yeah, yeah. my career to <laughs> uh, to study his equations, basically. Okay, I was just curious, you know. I don't, I don't yeah, know. but I, I don't, you know, like some people outside of the scientific community, they they make a big deal about these uh, extraordinary people that have. The, right. the ability to do things that are, you know, yeah, it's almost like a special power or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but in, in, in reality, it's uh, you know, doing science is uh, is much more than that. I'm not saying that you know that this is. Yeah, I'm curious if he had that superpower. This is better or not, than this, you know? or that yeah. is better than that. I right. wish I had some superpowers. <laughs> trust me, <laughs> I wish. But what I'm trying to say is that you know, the fact that someone can. You know, I don't know, uh, uh, multiply in their heads, like how four billion times, three exactly. billion times, Just, whatever, yeah, like, yeah. so they, they can do the math in their head. That, right. that doesn't really mean anything. I mean, right. it's great. I mean, good for them, uh, but it doesn't really mean anything in the sense that you don't know if this person has this skill, which is very, you know, unnatural. Like, he, it's great that this person has this skill. Right. But it doesn't that doesn't really translate to right, like to doing research picture. or yeah. you know like solving some real world problem, you know what I okay. mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so as to whether, you know, um Einstein was some kind of genius and he had like something different in his brain <laughs> or not, I leave that up to speculation. All I know is that his physical intuition, his intuition about physics was second to none. Sure. He was always thinking outside the box. That's that's what made him you know, a great scientist. Yeah, it's incredibly impressive. We're still trying to figure out what he solved, basically, in yeah. his own mind. Now, you can only spell it out so well for other people to understand. So I get all of that. And you have now people have to spend all of their life trying to understand what he was thinking. Kind of. Yeah, level, yeah, yeah. You know? He's uh, the way that he came up with this uh, theory of relativity right. before general relativity. He came up with, with a theory called special relativity. The difference between the two is that in special relativity, you're not taking gravity into account. You're looking at a space, a flat space time. You know, the whole thing about the special relativity was this idea that time and space were one and the same. You know, they were two sides of the same coin, basically, right. if you will. And then after that, that was in 1905 when he came up with uh, the theory of uh, special relativity. Right. And then it took him 10 years. It was in 1915 when he was able to finally... Uh, reconcile the uh, you know gravitation like gravitational physics with the theory of special relativity. Okay, so cool. it, it took him ten years to get there, and as a matter of fact, I mean he needed. A, a, people give Einstein all the credit. He deserves a lot of the credit because he's right. the one with the intuition to come up with this idea. But the reality is that there's so many people behind this because he went to one of the greatest mathematicians of all time, uh, David Hilbert, a German mathematician. He's the one who first solved the uh, the Einstein equations in a very mathematically rigorous uh, way. Okay, you know what cool. I mean. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and and also um, in uh, general relativity, all the theory of gravity is based on a branch of math called differential geometry. Differential geometry dates back like way before Einstein. So it's sure. not like he came up with all the mathematical background, like all the, right. the, the mathematical ideas to come up with general relativity. All of that was already done. Right. He just had the intuition to kind of like put it together, you know, to put it all together and connect all the dots. There's differential geometry. And then uh, Bernard Riemann, a very uh, famous mathematician from the 1800s, um, he came up with an extension of differential geometry that included 
like curvature and stuff like that into the differential geometry. And that, that's what is called Riemannian ge geometry. Which you have to use that when it comes to black holes, obviously. Yeah, absolutely, because you're looking at the curvature of space-time. Basically, the Einstein equations are a relation between how much a region of space-time bends, you know, how much curvature there is, um, and in terms of how much matter slash energy there is in this space. It's a relation between matter slash energy and the curvature of space-time. Okay, cool. Can I, can I ask, so in my <laughs> limited understanding of black holes, right? Because as you guys know, I'm a fifth grade teacher, okay? A math teacher. So I try to delve into like, when I do science, I try to delve into the topics that I find interesting. So we mm -hmm. did black holes. We've been doing it every year. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the, to, to the extent that I can go to is I can do some research online, try to understand what a black hole is, make a fun way to teach them, and then we talk about it. So I was hoping maybe you could explain to me what exactly is a black hole in, in your own words. Because yeah, yeah. my understanding right. of right. it, this is my very, very rudimentary understanding of it. Um, I'm probably going to get this wrong, but... Uh, basically a, a star at some point will, you know, will die or explode. And then something happens with basically that whole area becomes so, uh, the pull is so strong that anything that would be go into there would just like, then you, that space time term comes up, but I don't really understand what that is. And then eventually a black hole is formed. Now, so, something along those lines. Now you tell me. Well, well <laughs> tell I, I want to ask one thing too. Okay. Okay. Um, to, to what I thought, I thought it was the proof of nothingness. If they, you don't understand what I'm saying, like, uh, yeah, there yeah, is yeah. a, uh, there's basically an object uh, full of nothing, and that's what a black hole is. But you, you're not that far off, to be honest. <laughs> okay, okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, uh, I'm, I'm gonna try to explain uh, as better as I can. So first, before explaining anything, let me say, Rudy, you're doing you're doing God's work. I, <laughs> not that I believe in God, but you're doing a really Thank good. You. You're doing a great job because this is, this, this is so important. You know, forget about like knowing all the the nitty gritty details, like the the underlying math or whatnot. Just right. the fact that you know, just He's getting kids, something getting kids, kids. exactly, right. yeah, getting just getting getting kids excited about this. Yeah. this this is great, man. This is great because this is how it all starts. Yeah, yeah, if you're kid, right. You're right. If a kid is not exposed to all of this early on, chances are that by the time you know he or she gets to high school or um, right. uh, college, they won't really care. They will be looking yeah. at something else. How would they even else. know to care? Yeah. They never saw it. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I, I, that's my goal. I want to get the kids excited about cool topics like that. There's mm -hmm. even some girls who I find I see them excited. I'm like, this is cool because I know it's not, you know, it's not as prominent to see girls grow up and yeah. go do things like that. So yeah, exactly. And I, yeah, I, I myself, I mean, like I, like I told you guys earlier, like I grew up in Cuba and like people don't <laughs> when, when was the last time you heard about this famous <laughs> astrophysicist? From yeah, yeah, astrophysicist. Like, yeah. No one cares about any of this stuff. Every time I say that I'm working on black holes, the people just make fun of me because you know, you know, you know, you know what I'm gonna. Which say. makes it even cooler, though. That's that's awesome. The fact that yeah. you can go to drive, even though people around you aren't really pushing you to do that, but you have that drive anyway. I mean, but that's, that's that, a lot but of. This, but you know. this is exactly why I'm saying that I really appreciate the yeah, like yeah. Rudy's job, because if I had someone telling me about all this cool stuff early on, I would have gotten into black holes a lot, a lot earlier. Yeah, that makes the sense. Thing is, I had to start college and like I jumped around. I was first of all, I was a, a, a history major. And then I changed to geology because I really, 
I really liked rocks. And then at some point I had to um, I had to start taking math courses because I was looking at the graduate programs in planetary science because I was doing geology and I was getting interested in, okay, maybe I can get into grad school and, and you know, pursue a degree in planetary science. And then I saw all the, the requirements uh, varied from school to school. But the, the bottom line is that all the programs, they require math. But like you needed to have a certain level of math, like up to vector calculus and stuff like that. And I said, whoa, you know what? I, I'm not a huge fan of taking math courses, but I have to if I want to get into one of these programs. And then I started taking math and, and I started to like it and I like it more. And next thing you know, that's where I, I went completely into math. So it's both cool. me and Rudy are really big into math. I, I, I math, of all subjects, it's weird. It's grammar and it's math. And they do kind of similar yeah, they, things because you're solving equations with either yeah. one. Yeah. So, yeah. No. Yeah. So let me tell you, because I know that we're going on on a tangent, but this is important. Right. This is yeah, important yeah. because I want people to understand when, when someone says, oh, I'm not a math person. They don't know what they're saying when they oh say Oh my God, that. I totally agree with and you I, so And much. I'm telling yes. you, and I'm yes. telling you that, I'm telling you that for a fact, because I wasn't a math person. Right. I hated, hated math when I was in high school. I did not want to deal with math at all. I needed a motivation to get into math. You could be like into psychiatry and yeah. because you're trying to solve a person's issues, that's technically all math is really doing. Yeah. It's just trying to solve a situation. Right. Yeah. And any kid watching this is say, like, oh, I, I hate those word problems. Like if Peter has 20 cents, right, right. hey, trust me, I hate those too. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I hate the, like all the math that they give in high school and like before that is so boring. Like yeah. even in college, like the, the more elementary courses, they are really boring. Yeah, math like starts to get interesting yeah. after after calculus, but you have to, you know, at that point you already have a barrier because you, at that point kids are saying, "No, I'm not into math. I'm not right, a math person. Right, I'm not a Why math would person. I bother getting into calculus? I'm gonna fail." But I man, love that you said after calculus because it was an episode or two ago, and I was telling Rudy the one subject I hated was calculus. Calculus, yeah. That I, w the kids know not to say that in front of me because they know I'll I'll stop the whole lesson and be like, "What'd you just say? You're not a math person?" And they're like, "Okay, okay, we get it. Okay." <laughs> on, on this note, man, and this is the last thing I'm gonna say before before I go back yeah, to yeah, black yeah. holes. All right. This note, let me tell you, I have a friend of mine. We went to uh, college together. We both graduated uh, in math. She hated calculus and she still finished a math degree, but she hated calculus and she did horrible in all the calculus courses. But guess what? She was brilliant in abstract algebra in another topic in uh, subject in math. And she ended up doing a PhD in abstract algebra. She, she already graduated. So the bottom line is, again, when you say, I'm not a math person, I don't like math, you don't know what you're saying because there's so many different subfields within right. math. And right. you're not going to like all of them. There's a lot of things in math that I don't like. You know, don't make me get into like combinatorics, graph theory. All I, I don't like any of those <laughs> topics. And it's, and it's still math. I don't like right. probability. I don't, I hate probability. Yeah. And it's still math. So yeah, when you say that, you don't know what you're saying. That's the problem. Let's speak to the nerds here. It's like video games, right? I mean, how many genres <laughs> yeah. are there, right? Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. It's like saying, oh, I don't like video games because you don't like racing games. Like, well, right. there's plenty of other genres you could enjoy. Like, yeah. My wife hates gaming, but she loves getting on Beat Saber. And just, right. You know, right. There you go. You're a gamer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's always something for everyone. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Like, whatever that is, there's going to be something. Agreed. So, yeah. Anyway, the, the, let me see. If oh, I yeah. can, what is uh, the black hole? <laughs> yeah. What, what is a, what is what a black is hole? What is a black hole? Oh, yes, I, there, there's a very simple answer. Actually, I don't know. Okay. No one knows. 
That, okay. That's it. That's your bottom line. That's, all, that's wow. all you need to know. Close down this episode. We're done. <laughs> you know, so the thing is, we don't know what it is because it's a singularity. It's a piece of information that is missing from the fabric of space-time. Uh, okay. it, it, it's a point where all the math breaks down, everything breaks down. So when we say that we are studying black holes, we're doing research on black holes, what we really mean is that we're doing research on the vicinity of the black hole, I see. On, the, on the surface the of the okay. black hole, like on the apparent, okay. on the what is called the apparent horizon, right? The, like the horizon of the black hole, which is what you see as something black, right? So like anything that goes into the, the horizon, it's completely gone. It's like imaginary numbers. You have to solve everything around it, not what that is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, imaginary number. That, that's This is another topic that, you know, when it first came out, uh, there was a lot of controversy. A lot of people just didn't want to accept something as, you know, outlandish as something being imaginary. I mean, math is it's all about being exact, right? It's an exact mm-hmm, science. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so the, the, the thought of you know, maybe there's some something imaginary yeah, that 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 didn't sit right with a lot of people. But it but turns we have out proved that, it at this point. Yeah, no, I mean, there's a there's a big theory, you know, called complex analysis, where you can do a bunch of stuff there, you know, and and we use it in in just about everything in a lot of branches of math, not only in complex analysis, but we also use it in in numerical methods. We use it when we uh, look at eigenvalues of some matrices and stuff like that. It's a, it's a really important concept. Matrix, I always like dealing with Matrix. It's really yeah, cool. Yeah, because you I'm, love the I'm Matrix really trilogy. You love the movies, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the name is cool, right? <laughs> no, it is yeah. really interesting. That you're able to solve so many things because of a Matrix. It's really awesome. It, it's, yeah. it's incredible how many problems in math yes. all boil down to solving a linear algebra problem. So you have like you start with something like a differential equation of this type or of that type or whatever, and it all boils down to solving a linear algebra problem where you have a matrix and a vector and another vector, and then you're trying to solve for one of the vectors. That that's like ninety percent of the problems that I have to deal with. <laughs> you know? Can I ask real quick? I don't know if you mentioned or not, but the whole concept of space time. Then can, can mm-hmm. you explain that to me because that also like I don't understand it. Right, right. So basically, if you look at, uh, forget about all the, um, the general relativity, forget about all the stuff. Right, right. Think about, you know, three-dimensional space, right? Sure. So X, Y, and C plane, right? Yep. X, Y, right. and C. Well, not a plane, X, Y, and C space, okay? Let me, let me just say this, because the more complicated part is going beyond three dimensions, because our brain right. just can't wrap our heads <laughs> yeah, around that. So yep. forget about three dimensions. Let, let, let's talk about, instead of having an X and Y coordinates, just like you know, two uh, yeah. two dimensional plane right. with an x and y coordinate. Let's talk about having an x coordinate and a t coordinate, where t oh. is the coordinate of time, right? So okay. we have one one coordinate of space and one coordinate of time, right? Now we have this situation where we have x and t, and we have the usual situation where the two dimensional plane the plane that we're dealing with it's x and y, right? How do you find the distance between two points in a in a Cartesian plane in in, in the x y plane? You do like x minus x not like you know square plus y minus y not square, and then you take the square root of that. That's that's just one example of uh, the what is called the Euclidean distance function, right? Okay. The metric, the Euclidean metric. The only difference when you jump to something like the t x plane, where now you have a time coordinate is that now you have a different signature, is what it's called the signature. You have a different signature on the metric. 
So now you have one dimension that is going to be positive and the other dimension is going to be negative. So instead of having like x minus whatever square plus y minus whatever square and then taking the square root of that, now you have minus t minus something square plus x minus something square and then you take the square root of that. So basically you're introducing okay. you're introducing a new signature to the metric, to the distance metric. And it always turns out that in the case of uh, relativity, we use what is called the, the Lorentzia metric. The Lorentzia metric is all the, the space the dimensions are going to have positive uh, signature and the time dimension is going to have negative signature. Uh, okay. And it sounds like something very small, but it actually it sprawls out into this huge field that, you know, it, it gives you very different results, you know, just to give you a brief example. Sure. What is what think about flat space? Okay, in flat space. Okay, yeah. What is the, you, you pick two points. Right. What is the fastest way to get from one point to the other? Go straight, straight across, yeah, right? Just, just draw a straight line, right? You just, mm -hmm. you just draw a straight line and that's the, the, the shortest pass, path between the two points. Right. It turns out that when you add this new signature, the negative signature that comes with the Lorentzia metric, this line that is going from one yeah. point to the other is the, the longest distance, <laughs> the longest possible distance between two points. It's wow. all the opposite. Interesting. Okay. Right. Okay. And the extension of this to curve space or curve space time, uh, the extension of the, the concept of a line is something that is called a geodesic. So in flat space or flat space time, we talk about uh, lines. You draw a line from one point to the other. In the case of uh, uh, space-time or you know manifold, what is called a manifold, yeah. uh, you have what is called the geodesic. It's like the the analog of the straight line in curved space. It would be the most proficient way, right? Of, of that. So if you have a sphere and you have two points on a sphere. There's no way that you can draw a line right, between right. two points unless you're going through the sphere, right? right? You have to puncture the sphere if you want to draw a line between them. So we have to. But curve. you can do like this curve that goes from one point to the other, right? And if that curve is in a certain way, it can be called a geodesic. And that will give you the shortest distance between the two points. I see. So this concept of the geodesic, when you go to space-time with the negative signature, is going to be the longest. I know it's confusing, and I get it. I mean, this is... Uh, I mean, it's confusing, know, but I'm, it I'm also makes some sense. I'm explaining yeah. all these things without even a whiteboard, so it's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> but let me give you, just to, have, to give you some food for thought and give you some homework. When okay. you have some time, just Google the twin paradox. The twin, twin paradox. paradox. Okay. The twin paradox. I just Google it. Just okay. <laughs> Google it and, and read it. Um, you, you can find like even on Wikipedia. It's explained in a way that you don't really need to know relativity to understand it. Okay. But it's actually, it's going to explain what relativity is all about without having any prior knowledge of relativity. Okay. So, I mean, a paradox in general is something almost beyond comprehension, much less a twin of paradoxes. <laughs> so no, no, no. You, you when you read it, you're gonna see why it's called the twin paradox. It's not. Okay, it's about okay. two twins. One of them goes, uh, you know, he goes to a, to another planet or whatever, and then he comes back to Earth after X many years. And oh, okay. when he comes back, he's a lot younger than his right, twin brother. Right. Okay, and you're gonna okay. you're gonna see why this is. At the end of the day, is because this the, the 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 one that stayed on Earth, he followed a geodesic path. And the other one didn't follow a geodesic path because he had to accelerate to, you know, to 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 go out of, of planet okay. Earth and then come back. And 
and again, because the geodesic is this the equivalent of the, of the, of, of the straight line. I'm guessing the other guy got there faster. Yeah, so this other guy got faster because this, in the case of uh, Lorentzian space-time, this this geodesic gives you the longest path between two points. So yeah, so the one who stayed on Earth is older than the one that that moved away. That actually makes sense. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So so if I was here on Earth and you went close to a black hole and then you came back, when you come back, everyone you know and love will be gone. Will be long gone. (laughs) Oh, jeez. That's the bottom line. Whoa, that's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, no one knows where a black hole is. We know and we study as much as we we can. um, We've seen a picture now, right? When we're studying... Uh, of the outside the universe yes. of the outside okay. have we ever actually seen any signs of it like with oh, our we own have seen many signs yes okay so okay. The, the first observations were a long time ago i remember them reporting it but i don't know if that was like is the one was that 100 percent true you know yeah yeah so the, the you know the one you, the, the report that you're talking about is more recent i'm gonna get to that in a second because this is related to my work but the first indirect proof of a black hole was due to something called gravitational lensing. So you have like, you're looking at the sky and obviously if something out there is black, you're not going to see it. Yeah. But the thing is these black holes, they are so massive and they, they the gravitational pull that they exert on the neighboring objects is so okay. strong that you see, um, you could see like stars that were, that were moving around a, a center of something. But then when you look at the center, there was nothing there. So that's an indication that that's an indirect indication that there is a black hole there. Yeah. It's black because we don't see it, but we know it's a very massive object there because you, we see the objects rotating around it. And then the gravitational lenses stuff, it's just like lights that are coming from uh, stars or galaxies. They are being bent as they pass through a black hole. So you see the bending of light and okay. um, due to the gravitational pull of a black hole. So um, in film and all of that, they actually can portray it pretty, like you know, because they will literally bend light with the uh, on film, right. and it gives a good idea. I, I was always like, "Is that how it actually works? Or do we just yeah, yeah?" Just gra- gravitational lensing is very real. That that, okay. that that's okay. that's a fact. That happens. But again, it's it can only be a black hole because light is there's no way to bend light without a huge. Uh, amount of gravity and no object in the universe has more gravitational pull than a black, black hole. hole now i know um many answers to this but i'm gonna ask you what is the uh drive here when it comes to figuring out more about this black hole like what are people you think trying to get out of it that that's a very good, good question you. because we mathematicians we pride ourselves on being useless you know the more useless we are the better <laughs> but honestly the you know here's the thing here's the thing it's true that this is mostly academic. I mean, like, we're not going to be able to travel to space anytime soon, you know? But, hey, man, if we have to advance our knowledge. Every step matters. Every step matters along the way because if we don't do this research, we are never going to leave this planet. We're never going to advance. And guess what? A lot of times, you know, you're studying things that are, like, very theoretical, like right. things that are very out there. And... One day, or maybe soon, maybe not soon, maybe after you're dead, most likely after you're dead, after you're long dead, (laughs) someone is going to come up with an application that is applicable to something like more hands-on out of something that is very theoretical. Let me give you two examples. One is 
in abstract algebra, the, there is this topic about cryptology, I think is what it's called. Okay. So basically, it's all abstract algebra. If you look at up, if you read anything about abstract algebra, like the name is, it implies everything. It's really abstract. There's nothing applied about abstract algebra. It's really, <laughs> really out there. And it's like one of the most pure math subjects you can take in, in college. Okay. Okay. It turns out that if it wasn't for abstract algebra, there wouldn't be like, you know, cryptology. There wouldn't be uh, cybersecurity. There wouldn't be, you wouldn't be able to use your debit card, your credit card. So mm. there are people who always find some, you know, hands-on application to something that is very abstract. That's a good use. The job of a pure mathematician is not to worry about whether someone is going to use their, their work or not. This is up to someone else right. know, to, find the, to find a use for day-to-day, -day, you know, uh, usage. It's almost like a thankless job, kind of. Sound yeah, like. yeah. We just do our thing. We right. concentrate on our work. And then if someone else finds a way to... <laughs> To, to make our work applicable, that's right. great. But if not, then so be it. Yep. In the case of uh, general relativity, for example, you know, there's two big theories of, of gravity. You know, the first one is Newtonian gravity. That's what everyone, when they start learning physics, they study uh, new, uh, Newtonian gravity. Newtonian gravity is a, is a very decent approximation to the real deal, to, to gravity, as is general relativity. It's not an exact theory because we're still missing the, the link to quantum physics, but that's another story. Okay. <laughs> but Newtonian gravity is actually is, is, is very good for our day-to-day Use we use it in many things um, to to do calculations uh, here on on Earth. Even calculations at the level of our solar system, you can you can use you can also use Newtonian gravity to some high degree of accuracy. Now, when you go outside of the solar system, when you're you know studying like the you know galaxies and you know and black holes and stuff like that, you do need general relativity because a Newtonian gravity is too limited. You know, it's it's not. It won't give you not even close to correct answers when when you get when you get to that stage, but there's something right here on the planet that we use every day, right? That you do need general relativity for, and that is the one thing that that you always find in uh, in, in general relativity textbooks when they talk about some hands-on real-life application. This is the only one that we can come up with, so I'm sorry. Uh, GPS. If you did the calculations needed for GPS uh, location, if you used uh, uh, Newtonian gravity to do those calculations, you will be way off. So wow. if you see something on the map that shows that it's here, it would actually be all the way out there. It would be like <laughs> miles away, you know? So to pinpoint with such accuracy from the GPS, we need general relativity. Now, how does GPS work then? I mean, I we know the general ways, but you think you could explain it better for like, okay, yeah, the satellite image shooting it so we know when to turn and how and how soon and how late and all that. Yeah. But what exactly is, is it a signal coming from a satellite to our device and that's all it is? What 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 more is going yeah. on? Let, let me tell you, um, I know just about as much as you do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's this one thing, like there's a, a divide in the physics commu community. There's the people who do the, the instruments and stuff like that. They build uh, the GPS satellites. They build the... Uh, the particle colliders, they, they build stuff, you know. Uh, they're engineers and, and people who do calibrations of all these instruments so that we can put our theories to test, 
you know, okay. basically. Okay. So I'm in the theory part. <laughs> I don't know much about the, you know, what exactly <laughs> goes on in the okay, okay, okay. in the engineering of all these things. Yeah, yeah. The other thing that people are using now to detect black holes, and this is not indirect, this is very much a direct observation, which is something new. So the news that you were talking about earlier, this yeah. is from 2015. That was the first time that we actually detected gravitational waves uh, on the planet, on Earth. We, and not in an indirect way. It wasn't through gravitational lensing or anything. We detected right. the waves. And this How is using, did we detect the waves? Yeah, so this is, this is again, this is using an, in, an instrument called an interferometer. So an interferometer is some, it's like something that is on the ground. It's like huge. It's like miles. It has like two legs. So <laughs> like both legs go for miles and miles and miles. Is this in the United States? There's, uh, there's two in the United States, LIGO, wow. L-I-G-E-O, uh, G-O, LIGO. There's, uh, there's another one. There's a big one in, in Europe, too, that is called okay. Virgo, like, in, like, um, uh, like Virgin, but with... Right, Virgo. You know, yeah, yeah, Virgo. okay. And there, there, there's a couple more that have been built and whatever. And there's one that is really exciting that is going to be launched in the 2030s, which is called LISA or LISA. Um, which is going to be a space interferometer. So we're going to be launching cool. this thing that here on Earth, it takes it's miles and miles long. We're going to find a way to put something like that at a, in a, in a like smaller scale. Like 10 miles, 50 miles, 100 miles? What are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, but, but it's, we're, they're making it at, at a smaller scale. But, okay. You know, <laughs> trying to avoid losing accuracy as much as possible. Okay. And okay. they're going to put this thing in the sky. So we, it's really exciting. And we need that. We need that because the atmosphere here on Earth it blocks out a lot of um, a lot of the electromagnetic waves that are coming from space, right? So if we can get it out of the ozone, we'd be a lot better off on exactly, a exactly. Because if you think about it, like look at the on, on the electromagnetic um, spectrum, if you look at the the highest energy end, you know, like mm -hmm. ultra ultraviolet X ray and all this stuff. This is thankfully this is not reaching us. This is not reaching yeah, the it's ground. Protecting us, yes. We have an ozone layer and all that. You know, we have things in the atmosphere that is protecting us. Right. So, but the thing is, for the sake of doing science, it kind of sucks because we want to get those. Just like we, um, if you look at the from a telescope, we, we we look at the stars, we look at galaxies, but that's in the visible range, right? And then you have telescopes that are like on the infrared. Uh, range, which is like the the lower energy range. If we want to have like an X-ray or gamma ray or something like that, uh, a detector, it cannot possibly be here on on the surface we, of the we planet. We need to get past that wall. Yeah. yeah, check that out. Found a picture of what Mario was talking about, by the way. Just in case you yeah. want to take a look, it's really interesting, actually. That looks freaking. It's just crazy to look at. That's how big it is, Mario. Can you see in the chat? I opened it. Yep. Yeah. This is exactly wow. what it is. This is a, this is explaining to you what the interferometer is. Ah. It, sh it shows you the two legs and how the wave is detected. Crazy, and everything. Man. So the thing is, what we do, like what I actually do is I work on the theoretical part because we need to build a catalog of gravitational waves um, ah. so that we can kind of uh, filter and match the gravitational waves from our numerical simulations to the gravitational sig to the signals that these interferometers are receiving, you know? 
Gotcha. When you get all this uh, signal, there's always a lot of noise in the signal. And it's, it's kind of, I mean, without any point of reference, it will be hard to tell what is a gravitational wave or, right. or maybe, maybe it's not a gravitational wave, maybe it's something else. So you need uh, to build a catalog of, of, of waveforms, gravitational waveforms, uh, in order to, you know, to match and, and all that. So basically in a computer simulation, you say, okay, let's start with these two black holes. This one has mass, whatever. This one has mass, whatever. They have this much spin, this much uh, angular momentum, linear momentum, whatever. And then you do the simulation and then you get a gravitational wave. So you you send that to the catalog of LIGO and Virgo and all the stuff. And when they receive a, uh, when they receive signals, those, those signals are automatically being processed and compared to all the signals that are already in the templates. You know, they have like all this catalog of, of gravitational waveforms that were given by research groups like ours uh, who do the numerical si- simulations. And then they compare that to what they're getting from the interferometers, from the detectors. And then if, if you have a match, great, you found the black hole, you know? Okay. When I was like early teenager, I remember this story about them getting close to being able to like create one, but it got like way too dangerous and they pretty much like couldn't continue anymore. Do you know what I'm talking about? It was like, what were they creating? Uh, creating what? They were trying to create a black hole. Now, obviously, oh, it's all just theory. But I remember seeing and I was really into it and I kept looking up a ton. And this was like dial up Internet days. And I was trying to find article after article and I was reading about it for like days on them getting really close to making it happen. And they ended up getting shut down. And this was like in like the late 90s. And do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Or Yeah, what yeah, the- yeah. I mean, it's an, it's entirely possible. It's entirely possible because at the end of the day, the black, there's nothing special about black holes in the sense that this is not like, oh, this is some object that was created in the sky or whatever. You can create a black hole as long as you have a certain mass like a certain object that is so massive right and so dense that it can just basically collapse on itself right and then and then you see the black hole so rudy mentioned earlier and then we went off on a tangent and i never got to answer this question (laughs) he mentioned how you know like one example of a creation of a black hole would be after a supernova you know that's 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 definitely one possibility you know you have this star and the star is just like you know dying and then when it dies it goes boom and then when it goes boom you have a remnant of this star and if the remnant is small enough but massive enough it's going to pass some density threshold and it's going to become a black hole but this is not always, this is not necessarily the case. It's not like every star that dies is going to turn into a black hole. Right, right. Maybe, yeah, they are all massive, like incredibly massive, but it's not about the mass, it's about the density. So if you have an object that is like, you know, yay big, you know, and very massive, and you have an object that has the same mass, the same mass as this one, right? right. But it's this big. This one has a much better chance of becoming a black hole than the other because it's not just about the mass, it's about the density, you know? That makes sense. Yeah. So if you look at the, for example, our sun, if you compare our sun, it's it's huge. It's really big. If you compare the sun to something like, I don't know, like, um, let's say, if you take if you take our sun and you look at a black hole that has the same mass of our sun. Right. We're talking about a stellar mass black hole. That's what, it is, that's what they're called because... It's a, it's a black hole that has a mass that is comparable to the mass of our sun, right? So if you look at our sun 
and you look at a black hole that has the mass of our sun, the difference in size is ridiculous. Like our sun is like this big, the black hole is like this. Okay. Wow. You know, okay. Because it has the same mass, but it's just concentrated on this very tiny yeah, uh, space. Density, that's why yeah. it's so dense, and it, and that's what that's where the gravity comes in. Because gravity is inversely proportional to the radius of the object. The bigger the object is, the weaker the gravity. If that I makes see. sense. So if I it's it, very it. small, concentrated, dense, but it has very large mass, then the chances are much greater. For yeah, a black yeah, hole yeah. To occur. So sometimes you have like supernova, you know, like the stars going boom, and they, 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 you know, you see the supernova. But then the remnant may not be a black hole. It may be if it wasn't like dense enough, it can end up being um, uh, something like a brown dwarf, or, or was there was another example. Um, a funny example is uh, Dragon Ball Z. You think about it when it goes to the highest <laughs> planet, it's way smaller, That's and that true. gravity's way stronger. I remember that. that you know? <laughs> yeah. Actually, the, the, I, I would I, I would like to say like the stage before the black hole, like the the one the 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 next more massive object in the universe outside of a black hole would be a neutron star. Mm. Like what is that? Some, a neutron star is something like that is almost, it, it was very close to become a black hole, but not quite. You, okay, you still, gotcha. it doesn't have a, a, a horizon. So you still, you, you can still see the light coming from, gotcha. uh, detect the light. And this actually has opened up a new, now that we can detect the gravitational waveform from this object, it has created a completely new subfield in, in astrophysics, which is called uh, multi-messenger astronomy. Multi-messenger because now we're getting signal from two kinds of electromagnetic uh, sources. We're getting signal from if if you observe a neutron star, you're looking at light like regular light that you see on the yeah. telescope, and then you're also getting uh, a different kind of wave, which is the gravitational wave. Because before detecting uh, neutron stars, when we first detected black holes in 2015. That was only, okay, so before the black holes, you were detecting, you know, light sources or uh, whether the light was, uh, you know, in the visible range or whether it was infrared or whatever, but it was always light, some kind of light. It was, the source was always coming from the electromagnetic spectrum. Now with the black hole, you don't have that because it's black, you don't see anything, but you, but you're detecting not uh, electromagnetic waves, you're detecting gravitational waves because as, if, if you look at, Two black holes, you know, moving around each other. You know, they're generating a lot of a lot of waves coming from the from the merger, right? And all these waves, that's what we detect. So we detect the, the, the it's a different kind of wave from a spectrum. Are, are we uh, detecting that with the same equipment that you were earlier talking about? Yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. So and now with neutron stars, you're getting both. You get the uh, with the black hole, you only get the gravitational waves because you're not you're not seeing it. But with the neutron stars, you get both. You get the, the electromagnetic waves along with the with the gravitational waves. So that's why the field is called multi-messenger astrophysics. When we're trying to read these waves, is there any dangers to that of like anything around the equipment? Oh, no, absolutely not. Uh, there okay. are so many things that I would be worried about before being worried about <laughs> gravitational waves. No, no, listen, gravitational waves are so weak. That's okay. why it's been so hard to detect them. You know, okay, okay, they're very, okay. very weak. Well, no, I mean the equipment to read it because it's so weak. You have to build something that strong. That's what I would no, say. No, no, it's not, it's not about strength, but you have to build something that is very, and I mean very sensitive. Okay, okay. 
Okay. It's like detecting a gravitational waves is like the equivalent of finding a, a hair in a, in a, in a, yeah, a I understand. Okay. <laughs> in, a of, in a pile of sand, yeah, in, a, yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah. A, in a beach, basically. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. really, really hard. Interesting. That's why when, when it was first detected in 2015, the people that, that worked on that, Kip Thorne and, you know, two other dudes, they got the, <laughs> they got the Nobel Prize for physics because, I mean, it, it was a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I only work on the um, simulations part. I do simulations of black holes. So we have to use high-performance computing, fancy word for saying uh, we have to simulate everything on a cluster. Could you explain a- the hardware in these computers? Because <laughs> 3090, I'm, I'm, 3090 right. RTX? <laughs> yes, I'm, a, I'm, a big, I'm a big hardware guy, and I'm very curious. I've, I, well, I understand because uh, I, I also do networking, so I deal with servers and all of that. But mm-hmm. I'm curious, what would you have to have, uh, you know, horsepower-wise, for lack of a better term, to Just even be able to... A, a lot of memory because, you know, when you're uh, working with all these equations, you're allocating memory uh, for a bunch of objects. So you need a ton of memory. I mean, it's, course, a, it's a ton, 100 gigs, you know, do you have a number? No, 100 gigs is, is child's play. <laughs> okay, so it's something far yeah, beyond mu- that. Mu- Multiply that by a billion. <laughs> so, I mean, but we have stuff like this that is that yeah, I, ha- I have I have wow. it in, in my center at the, at the uh, I work at the CCRG, the Center for Computational Relativity and Gravitation at okay. RIT. And we have like the machines that we have there, they cost millions of dollars. So it's, wow. it's not a joke. Someone um, messes up, breaks so one. You're, you're, so you're saying it. it's like in the millions, <laughs> not even not even 100,000. No, like 100,000. 100,000, you're going to buy an RTX 3090 with the prices <laughs> we have now. Yeah, you're so right. It's cool to try to figure out you know, some relativity. Yeah, and there. actually, as I move on in my research, I'm going to be allocated also to Blue Horizons. It's like the supercomputer they have in the University of Texas. And that one is like, you know, working on that, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty big deal because... That's like probably the best supercomputer we have in the U.S. It, it's it's really yeah, cool. Do you get nervous at all? Like, is there any way things can go wrong? You can damage it. You can break it. Can that nah, happen? Not really. You know. Okay. As long as you don't do like pseudo RM and then delete the whole. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, man. Can you imagine? Yo, can you imagine that guy though with Linux? You know, that guy would probably go to jail. I'd probably kill him or something. I don't know. There's no, no they, would, they would have to kill him on the spot. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The, the good thing about all this stuff is that you can do everything. Like from my, I can do everything from my laptop because you can do SSH, like remote login, okay. supercomputer, and I can run the simulation from my laptop. Okay, I'm, gotcha. I'm using a billion dollar computer just from my laptop. I mean, that, that that's just That amazing. is pretty cool, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So right now I'm not, um, I'm not using like uh, that much the supercomputer because at the moment what I'm specifically working on is something called the initial initial data problem of numerical relativity, and for the initial data problem, you don't really need that much that many resources. It's a very difficult problem, uh, but it's not a problem that requires that many resources. It's human mind power, not not computing. So basically, th- these are all differential equations, right? Okay. And the thing is, you have to set up the initial data, like the initial configuration of the system. And then after you set up this initial data, then you evolve the system. And at this time evolution of the system, that's what is really expensive. You do okay. need a supercomputer for that. You're not going to be running that on a desktop. No gotcha. way. <laughs> you need a ton of memory. You need a lot of CPU power. Uh, you know, the more, the more 
cores you can run on, the better, you know, it, it's not a joke. But for the initial configuration, it's totally doable. Like I do it on my desktop without a problem. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm currently working on that on, on the on the initial data. Right now, what do you specifically uh, work? I mean, you don't have to, <laughs> as easy as you could, what are you actually working on right now? Okay, actually, actually working. Okay, that's yeah. the hardest part because yeah. the 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 more <laughs> the more you get into the nitty gritty details, the the, yeah, the harder try, it is. Try to, to keep it broad, I so, guess. But so basically, um, what I'm there's this code uh, that is called the Einstein toolkit. It's a it's a code based uh, called the Einstein toolkit, and here we have like this. Um, it, it's basically like a a code base. So there's a bunch of codes in this code directory where you can solve all kinds of problems in, you know, with black holes and neutron stars and whatever. There's one particular code which which is called the two punctures in the Einstein toolkit. You can go to the webpage einsteinstoolkit.org. Um, in this using this code, the two punctures, basically you can define the initial configuration for two black holes. So you set up the initial configuration for two black holes. You give it a mass. You give it a spin. You give it a linear momentum or whatever. And then after you have this initial data set up, then you put it on a cluster and you run the time evolution of these two black holes. And then you get a merger. They collide. They form another black hole. And you get these gravitational waves and all of this stuff. But my problem right now is that I have this two-puncture thing, right, which is to basically to... Um, set up the initial data for two black holes. But I'm trying to extend it not only to two black holes, I want to extend it to more than two black holes. Oh, okay. I want to be able to run simulations for three, four, whatever number of black holes we want. Right. Now, this is really, really hard. There are some people like from Germany who already, um, they, they came up with a code a couple so of years you, ago. You're, you're personally working with different people all around the world on, on these projects right now? Not, not at the moment, because the people that I will be collaborating with at the moment, they, they are both German and they are both, they are both dead. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. so yeah, I'm, I'm really all by myself on this. Well, gotcha. I have a lot of help from people from, from my group. Sure. Um, but yeah, they, 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 I can really go to them and ask them, and ask them questions. Okay, okay. So basically, this other group, uh, German group, they already came up with a code to evolve more than two black holes. But there is a there is a catch. The code they use uh, it's a lot slower than what I want it to be. Okay. Basically, there's this thing in in computational uh, mathematics, uh, which is how fast can you make your code converge to a solution? You know. So if let me give you an example. If you look at a uh, take an interval in the real line from zero to one, right? So you okay. go from zero to one. In math, not in not in not in a, in a computational math, just math in general. From zero to one, this segment has an infinite number of points. Right. The cardinality of the segment from zero to one is the same as the cardinality for the entire real line, meaning infinity. You right. have an infinite number of points between zero and one. Now, let's say that you want to do a calculation that involves, you know, maybe uh, implementing a function or something on the interval zero to one on a computer. You don't have an infinite amount of memory, so you're not gonna be dealing with an infinite number of anything, right? right? Okay. Okay. So what you have to do is you have to put a number of grid points mm. in in your grid. So you start from zero to one. Let's say that you want to do ten points, right? So you have a grid spacing of zero point one between each point, right? So right. you go zero, zero point one, zero point two, blah blah blah, all the way up to one, right? So right. you you're, right. you're working with ten points. 
Obviously, when you take derivatives of this function and whatever, you're not going to get a very accurate result because the grid spacing is too coarse. You want something finer. You want to refine your grid as much as possible. Yeah, so instead of, instead of gr- using a grid spacing like 0.1, you might want something like, I don't know, 0.001, you know? Right, so right. you want to have more and more and more grid points. The more grid points you can have, the better. So you're literally stuck in a trial and error right now. Trying yeah, no, to figure out exactly no, where no, these no, points need no, to be. No, it's not trial and error. I'm going to tell you what the problem is now. The problem is that even though you always want this, you want more and more grid points to make your solution more and more accurate. Right, right. The more grid points you use, the more computational resources you need. Right. Okay, yeah. Right. So it, it becomes really expensive. Imagine that you're doing a computation like uh, you're solving a differential equation and, and it all boils down to a linear algebra problem solving a matrix. And you have like 10 grid points and then your matrix is 10 by 10. Yeah, that's doable. Right. But if you have a hundred grid points, <laughs> then your metric is a hundred by a hundred. And you see where I'm getting right, at? Right, You're right. dealing with the millions and billions and all yeah, that. So yeah. it can get very expensive. Okay. Now, this code that the people from Germany uh, did, is it's using a, a method, a numerical method called finite differences. In finite differences, the convergence goes as it depends you can go it can go as square the number of grid points or the fourth power of the number of the number of grid points meaning that let's say for example if you have if you if you have a, an h square oh square convergence for example if you cut in half the the grid spacing you're getting twice the accuracy on your result okay. right okay but that's not very effective what I'm trying to do is I'm ext- I want to extend the two punctures because the two punctures use- uses a different method, which is called the spectral pseudospectral method. In pseudospectral methods, what you have is uh, exponential convergence, basically. So like instead of going as h squared or h to the fourth or h to the sixth or whatever, you go like e to the to the h. Right, right. So it's like everything is just decaying you know, a lot faster. So if, if you have a problem that you, you're only using 10 grid points for, for a problem and you're using a finite difference method, it's not going to be accurate. If you use the same 10 grid points using a spectrum method, it would most likely give you a very good result. So it's a lot more efficient, basically. Okay, so we have about five more minutes here. Yeah, sorry, guys. Right I know this, is, this is all very interesting. I just, I, I got a few minutes left. So you got any questions, Rudy? I got. It. I mean, I I definitely gave him the few that I was very interested, in, and I'm happy to hear that. I'll at least give myself a little pat on the back. My black hole definition was not completely off, so I'll give myself a little credit, a little bit. Um, no, I I think it was very interesting, man. I feel like we could talk to you about this for like another three hours, probably, and it'd be I would not be bored. Hold on, I'll be I'll be happy to, yeah. <laughs> but I also don't want to bore you to death. No, no, it's not. Honestly, it's not boring to me at all, and I think Tim feels the same way about about it as I do. Like we just love these topics that we know nothing about and someone can can talk the way you talk about it, it's cool. It's cool to see someone so passionate about their job and really into what they're doing. So I think that's great, man. Man, you you should tell that to my supervisor. (laughs) (laughs) No, you and you do explain it pretty well. You do be honest. Yeah. It's tough because I mean I I, if I was going to just give you an overview like you know this is vaguely what it Mm -hmm, is and whatever, mm -hmm. it's a lot easier, but if you if, if we get into the details, uh, it's like... It's you like have to we want some around. details, but we don't want all details. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I'm already talking about finite differences <laughs> and spectrum methods and all, like, yeah, all yeah, this yeah, crazy yeah. shit that I mean. Well, Mario, let me tell you, in the time...
time that you've been talking, I have one, two, three. I have like six tabs open because I'm going to go look some stuff up that you talked about. I'm like, I want to know a little more about it. There is always a super massive black hole at the center or some black hole at the center because you see how the galaxies are. So if that's true, what about our own? No, because, no, we do have one. That then that one is a fact. That one is okay. a, I can guarantee okay. you that we okay. have that. So okay. the thing is like you see the shape, right? And then and then you also see it like moving. You see it like spiraling in, in a certain direction. And there it's doing that because it's it's just circling around the, the center of gravity of the of the do galaxy. Do you think it's because of the black hole? Oh no, it, it is. It okay. is. Okay. I mean, okay. There's there's cool. no other object that can have that kind of a gravitational. See, I didn't know that our universes was almost kind of working around black holes you could yeah. think of, you know you could put it that way yeah one of the reasons why i really want to get into this uh you know extending this code to include more than two black holes is because so far all the detections that we receive are for binary systems like two black holes that are dancing around each other and then they plunge and they form a third another black hole but the, one of the reasons why I want to include more than, more than two is because we know that at the center of galaxies, there are supermassive black holes. And we have, like, around them, there's not only stars, not only solar system, there's also other black holes. And the thing is, with the, the detections that we have so far are, you know, using the instruments that we have here on Earth, like the one from LIGO, the one from Virgo, we don't really get the signals from the supermassive black holes because those send signals at a different range, which is out of our current range okay. right now with, right, with right. these detectors. But with LISA, the one that is launching in the 2030s, we're going to be able to detect supermassive black holes. So this is going to be exciting. That so is exciting. If, I, if, I, if I get this rolling and I get this code to work and I get the templates out, when the whole thing comes out, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be like, One hey. final question. That's amazing. Yeah. What's going on? Elon Musk. I mean, he's very popular. Some people are basically almost against him. Are you for mm-hmm. him? Are you against him? Do you I'm, think he's I'm doing never against anyone who's pushing technology. Okay, okay, okay. I just had to ask because I see a lot of hate. Yeah, and, uh, maybe he doesn't have the best personality out there. Right. Maybe I mean, he's not perfect. None of us are. Yeah. I don't care. The only okay, thing that perfect. I care about, and again, one thing. No one deserves to have all, like all that money. Like it doesn't matter what yeah, you do. No, no one deserves to have all. I that definitely money. agree. There's too yeah, much yeah. poverty in this world. But <laughs> but anyway, that's 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 another topic that I yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. get into. But anyone who's pushing technology, man, I always appreciate <laughs> them because we need that. We need those people. We need people that are taking chances and you know yeah, taking strides and pushing okay. the, the technology forward. You know? Very cool. cool. And that cool. And, and that's okay. why I you know I love Apple for example like people you know you can say whatever you want they're overpriced and whatever and, and it's all true like it's all true all the but I like them too. I, I'm but I like them because yeah. they push the industry. Yeah. 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 Who was using USB C before them? Yeah. Like when we saw that for the first time, I'm like, no, I don't want to use dongles. Like, why would why would you come up with this USB? Now everyone wants USB C because no one can put the USB A in, in on in the, the first right go. Way. The, be- the number one, the number one most important thing about what you just said is that the competition needs to exist always. Because man, oh, yeah, 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 always, yeah. always, always, always. Over, now always. look at in- Intel was was taking it in the in the in the gut right, now right. with AMD and with the uh, Apple Silicon. They were like drowning now. And they just came up with this fantastic chip that just came out recently. Have you seen the reviews for, I think it's All the Lake is what it's called. The, I saw the something latest about chip. it. I didn't look it's, into it's, much. It's though. blowing everything out of the water. Awesome, nice. man. 
I mean, we could take back to the beginning of our episode in general on video games. Of course, if there was no competition, well, oh, yeah. we'd we'd still be with Atari sticks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's why I don't understand fanboys. I really don't. <laughs> it's, so, it's so silly. I'm, I'm I'm over here like, hey, let them rip each other apart. Right. That's what I yes, like. Yes, I, yes. I want. Yes. Yeah. No nah, man. They need to like up each other, and that's how right. progress gets made. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, Mario, anyway, thanks for coming right. on, man. That was awesome. Very interesting. Thank, right. thank you so I, much, guys, for time. having me. And anytime, sure. man, anytime, whenever you're, wel- you want. you're welcome. Anytime, man, when we're, whenever we're looking for more people to come on and stuff, you know, I'll, we'll reach out to you for sure. Yeah, so I appreciate you, you so appreciate much. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, thanks for taking the time. All right. I'll see you. All right, fellas. I'll see you guys.